right. Of yeah. course, of course. He tries to be. He be on some bullshit hey, every you. once in a while. Oh. What? <laughs> hey, I swear to God, that's my favorite drop, man. Yeah, but they keep blocking it. Wait, <laughs> every man. time we do that drop, they mute it in like 29 countries. Oh, yeah. Well, here you I go. check it every week. <laughs> yeah, they gonna mute that too. <laughs> Damn, man. They gonna mute that too. Why they, they petty like that? I don't think so. The price is right when it doesn't have a copyright on it. So it doesn't? Nope. Look at ever doing research. Look at him knowing shit. That's weird as hell. <laughs> oh. You welcome. <laughs> you welcome. But yeah, Bobby, I, I, I'm sorry. That's just how I had to go. Hey, man, bro, don't talk to me no more. I, I, I don't want to hear. Man. Can I mute him? Can I mute him? No. Can, no. Let me... no. Hold on. Oh, oh, I, see, I see shit up here. Up, oh, mute. Ah! All right, so how y'all doing today? The, the, to... funny, the funny part is, Bobby, we're both the host, so I can unmute myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's kind of how that works. Mute, unmute, back and forth. <laughs> That's kind of how that works. Anytime he talking, yeah, I mean, it's a rap. Oh, shit. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, we here. We here. What's up, everybody? What's good, everybody? Hey. Good afternoon. Good Saturday hey. morning. Oh. Good Good What's afternoon. Up? Good afternoon, evening. Bro. Whatever afternoon, y'all. Baby. If y'all watching this, good afternoon. Not really, because you could be watching it whenever, because we on YouTube. Um, We're recording this, in the afternoon. Yeah, we're recording in the afternoon. So it's a nice afternoon. Saturday uh, afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's kind of almost rainy. <laughs> I was driving. Um, yeah, it ain't raining over. It's sprinkling over my way. Oh. I'm in a um, different country. I'm so I'm in in the <laughs> You're in a oh, million. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's a different oh, country wow. for sure. Yeah. That's oh, definitely wow. a different country. Man, that is rural. It Were is. you over there uh, about uh, 125? Are you? Mm-hmm. Where you say you was? I'm in Amelia. Oh shit, she all the way out east. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. She Claremont County and shit. Oh yeah. yes. Different shops and everything. That, that's where they breed meth heads. <laughs> about that's where they breed meth heads. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. There's a meth um there's a croaker down the road and a meth a mobile meth lab exploded like five years ago. And I was like, <laughs> the hell? Yeah, that sounds I, about I, right. I, I, I used to live out east. I, I already know how I go out there. Yeah, they're cleaning it up. They're starting to gentrify it, which is interesting to see them gentrify a white space. It's like, right. oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Trying to get the meth heads out of there. It's working, slowly but surely. Hey. That's funny as shit. Um, say words. I'm working on it, G. So we're going to start. Uh, now, nah, I'm going to start with a stupid-ass joke, and then I'm going to get into my bullshit. Um. I saw this real dumbass joke the other day and I laughed at it. So now I gotta uh now I gotta show y'all. Yeah, it's breaking mm-hmm. bad out there. Yeah, Walter it's White. It's definitely Heisenberg breaking bad in Amelia. Yeah. Oh, I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> now oh, yeah, I'm not involved in it. I'm not involved in the breaking hey, bad. Hey, Being our number one fan now. Yeah, who, sure. I don't know who it was before, but it's Bean now. It used to be Tiffany. Yeah, I have seen her. I, it was yeah, Tiffany for a her. minute. Yeah, we ain't seen her since we featured her on the episode. Yeah, yeah for real. She don't fuck with us no more. Right. Is it because you didn't give her a proper introduction? 
No. We do introduction after all our bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I think, even though I do fuck with Tiffany, I think I, um, you having a off. woman on that first time, I was just asking random ass shit. And we was fucking with her because we was all oh. cool with her. So I think we was, you know, we went a little bit too hard. <laughs> Pause. But Pause. Yeah. It was one of the, it was one of those type of things. Okay. But uh, yeah, she's she's told me since then that she's she she'll come back. So I ain't really tripping. She'll be back. Okay. Okay. Um, but no, for my joke, right? So there's three guys walking through the woods. They find a genie. Genie's been in there longer than he's ever been in his lamp. They rub the lamp. He oh he comes out. He said, "Y'all, I've been in here so long. I'll grant all of y'all three wishes." Three guys. So the first guy. He was like, you know what? I wish I was a billionaire. He's like, boom, you're a billionaire. Second guy says, I wish I was the richest man on earth. Boom, richest man on earth. Third guy says, I wish my arm rotate. I wish my left arm rotated clockwise forever. So his arm started rotating clockwise. First guy come for a second wish. He said, I wish that... Um, I had the best looking wife in the world. So beautiful girl just pops out of nowhere, grabs his arm, whatever, whatever. Second guy said, I wish I was irresistible to women. Puff a cloud. The other guy's wife looks at him and starts to walk over him, grabs his arm. Mm. Third guy was like, I wish my right arm would rotate counterclockwise forever. So is whatever, whatever. You about to be some dumb ass shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm stu- it's stupid as fuck. It's the dumbest joke I ever heard, but it was hilarious to me. I like dumbass jokes. Um, so he was like, "Okay, this is your third wish. Think about it. Figure out what's going on." Blah 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 blah. He's like, "All right." So first guy came back. He was like, "I wish that my family will never go broke for the rest of my life." He's like, "All right, got it." And so he, I, I think it was, he gave him like the knowledge about stocks and how to invest his money, that type of stuff. Second guy was like, I wish I, I wish I was 25 forever. And he started getting younger after the wish was granted. Third guy was like, I wish my head would nod like this for the rest of my life. So all three wishes, they go about the other way. And like 10 years later or something like that they meet up at some fundraiser and the guy was like oh my god i'm st- i still look 25 i've did disinvestments people regard me as a philanthropist and i'm this and i'm that and i i'm still the richest man on earth and the other guy was like oh i've created this charity and that charity and uh, i'm doing all of this and that and my wife is great in bed and the second guy was like yeah she is and then they kind of <laughs> And then the third guy walks in with his arms flat on his head, Bob, and he was like, hey, guys, I think I fucked up. And that was the end of the joke. <laughs> Every hand would have. That shit was funny as fuck to me, bro. That was funny as hell to me, bro. <laughs> we lost Bobby. We did lose Bobby. <laughs> Yachi, what's poppin', my G? What's going on? 
Bernie, that's that was funny. that was that was terrible. That, it was. You get, a, you get another was. one. That hey, when I heard that shit, that was the funniest shit in the world to me. So that's wild. Look at Brandon's sense of humor. Look what he. Y'all can judge at. me. Y'all can judge me. I'm stupid. Uh, we, we, oh, are. Yeah, we are. We are. We definitely I'm stupid are. And I like stupid Welcome shit. Welcome to episode 68. Yeah. What's going on, baby? He's spitting dumbass jokes. Good afternoon. <laughs> Welcome to episode 68 of the Normal Combos Pod. I am your host, yes. Brandon, aka the Pod Father, aka Perfect Family Man, oh, aka Soccer first? Father, no? aka Not So Basketball Father in a minute. Um, AKA a whole bunch of other shit. We got too much to get on, get into today. So I ain't going through all my AKAs. Um, and I'm here with my guys, of course. Uh, we pass it over to my guy, Bobby. Was popping. Oh, yeah. Hey, this Bobby, AKA um, Aries the God, AKA the reference guy, AKA the graphic shirt God in this motherfucker, AKA God, um, AKA King Petty's, Petty Spaghetti, Petty White, Deacon Petty Wop. Uh, Hot man, I ain't about to go through all this shit, man. Y'all, y'all know I'm, I'm, I'm the AKA God in this motherfucker. How about Facts. that? AKA, AKA. Right, exactly. What's going on, people? Yo, this your boy Everett, AKA the medium shirt daddy. AKA, I get the mother and the daughter. AKA, a whole, preferably the daughter. AKA, a whole bunch of other stuff. That's all we need right now. We um, are here with a special guest, y'all. Yes, for sure. Can we get the can we get the applause, E? Can of we get course. the applause for our thank guest you. today? Right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody. Everybody, please help us welcome uh to uh, episode 68, the incomparable Alicia Lee. Um this woman is a, a, a playwright. She is an actress. She is a model. She is a fashion designer. She is a creator of all things amazingness. Um, I have okay. been tuned in with her for the past three or four months or so. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Um, the guys are just meeting her today, but uh, we want to formally welcome you to the conversation, Alicia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you guys. Uh, I'm pumped. So thanks for having me. Yeah. I've, I haven't studied my AKA list, but I do a lot. I do a whole lot. And I got a, and I got a real job too. So. Hey, that's <laughs> okay. good. This, yeah. All that, everything I just named is a real job. True story. But like other people pay me to do a lot of stuff. Like I'm a talent acquisition inclusion director. So I go around teaching non-brown people how to be better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need to do that. I need to get yeah. in on that. They're a little racist. I they, they paid me to tell them how not to be assholes. So oh wow. I love it. Yes, I do. Yes, 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 ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am, B. <laughs> oh, and I need, need, to, you need to put that in your bio. You, you should put, definitely put that in your profile. bio. I LinkedIn teach non-brown people how to be cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not TikTok dance cool. Like, pay pay us more cool. Yeah. Oh, There's a difference. Yes. There's a yeah. difference. Now you definitely can take dance, that. TikTok dance in your garage. I'm going to tell you how to cut the check and promote us and make us money and listen to our cut cool ideas. Check, bitch. Exactly. 
Respectfully, disrespectfully. Cut the check. Yeah, for sure. For sure. CTC, cut the check. <laughs> we, we'll talk about that offline, Ben. I'm happy to come to your job. Get your, get your people straight. So I'm tired of pizza. I'm tired of pizza. <laughs> what? Sorry, Ben. What? I don't know where your man at. He'll be popping in here at some point, probably. Oh, yeah. We're ready to take you to Wakanda. <laughs> So yeah, man. Oh, we start... now. oh yeah, for sure. So we'll start today with my bullshit, of course. Um I got I got two sets of bullshit for y'all today, right? So one of them I've been holding on to for a while. Um waiting for a woman to be uh <laughs> waiting for a woman to be present. Okay. Um so we touched we touched a little bit on it uh before we oh. went live. Uh the question that I have because I've been seeing so much of it lately is and I've been hearing about hearing about it more lately. I don't know about seeing more, but I've been hearing about it more lately. Um why are women not having sex with their partners right now? Like Wait, what? I've been hearing more and more stories about women who are just flat out not enjoying sex with their man anymore. Oh. And I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a generational thing. I don't know if it's the times like. Nope. I I feel like I need a woman's, a a woman's answer for that because man can't answer that. So. Yeah, that's, that's strange. I'm, I'm single right now. So I'm super single and I'm not doing nobody's man. So <laughs> there's that, but no, uh, in my, I, that, that is strange. I think you're misaligned. If you're not, if it's a, if it's a mass exodus on fucking, that means there's some serious misalignment there because women are, women are sexual creatures just like men. And I think there's a little bit of selfishness there too. Like when I was in a relationship, like there, there, I don't believe the answer is no, like in a relationship. You should right. never tell me no. I should never be telling you no. Respecting boundaries is a whole different thing, but intimacy is huge in a relationship, and it starts way beyond the bedroom. So if you're not enjoying your purse, if your man doesn't feel like you're king, like he's lifted up, he's he's excited about you, you're the little woman. Like A guy's not going to be excited about doing it to another dude unless that's his thing. So if you're wearing the pants in a relationship and you're, and you're tough and angry and mad all the time, that's not going to get my proverbial dick hard. So... I wouldn't imagine, you know, vice versa. If you're not performing around the house, you're not helping her, that might turn her off. But it sounds like there's some serious misalignment going on because if you guys are aligned and giving each other what you need, the sex should be falling out the sky. But yeah, that, that's kind of where. Nope. <laughs> it's not falling out the sky, Everett. What's your thought on nope. that, E? What's your thought on that, E? Everett over here lying and shit, but I. Right. Um, there's nothing to lie about. I just AKA think Reverend Duron. once you have to uh, start negotiating the sex and the frequency of it, I, I think it's time to exit the relationship. Like what you said about if I have to do chores to get your pussy wet, I just it's no longer the same. I, I'm providing for you. I'm cl- I'm housing you. I'm clothing you. I because initially that's not what brings the attraction you you've never gotten wet off of 
I think he could cook or I think he can wash the dishes really well. At some point, it becomes like a negotiation. I just think it's time to exit the relationship once it becomes a. It's once sure. you have to negotiate it. Yeah. yeah. I got to up, time for sex. Um, right. So what's up? And uh, another point I want to make is women think that you can still have a relationship without the sex. No. At that point, you are stealing from the relationship because I can't, I can't, a man can't be like, I don't feel like paying the mortgage. I don't feel like protecting you this month. <laughs> I, I got I'm a question. Sorry. I got a question on that note. You stay on the outside of the street this month. For both you and Brandon, <laughs> how up? long how long will either of y'all go without sex before it's time to um exit the relationship? How go how without? long is too long? Yeah, going without sex. How you Brandon said that women are not fucking they men no more. So <laughs> how long is too long to go without it before it's like all right, I'm out? Well, I think there's a question before that. It, it's why. Like yeah, there, there you go. It's like address why? that first. Address if that there's first. something going on, like if there's like I'm thinking about like hormonal things. Like if you just had a baby and you're going through some postpartum stuff or you're premenopausal and it ain't, it ain't working right. Or you she already got you, Bing. She already got you. you. She already answering that. It's you maybe going through some hormonal changes or emotional changes. Women, women, just like men, they fluctuate. You might, one day you might feel super powerful and strong and full of your masculinity. The next day you might feel like I couldn't bench press a chicken nugget. If I had to, I'm just going to go to the gym and cry. You know, Everybody has their own thing. Like I've been in relationship with the world. My guy wasn't feeling like himself. He wasn't feeling like he was on top of the world. So his physicality, he wasn't interested in having sex until he got back to that mental space. And I had to respect that. So it's the question of why before, all right, it's been 24 hours. I'm out. Like that's so so, so let me interject before we before we, you know, move further on the, on this particular topic. Um about the man you know, not being in the right place. We don't, we don't have the ability to be able to not be in the right space because as soon as a man is not in the right mental space, 90% of 99.9% .9 of the time, your woman is going to look at you like you're not doing your job. You you're not holding up your end of the bargain. So like for me to even, for me to even get to a point for you to even acknowledge me, I had to ignore all of my emotions, all of my stress, all of my bullshit before you would even take me serious. So when we get in a relationship and we're able to open up and show our feelings, it's like we feel that comfort with y'all. And then most men can at least relate to this. When we do open up, y'all throw that shit right back into our faces and it'd be like, well, damn, like I thought you was my ride or die. I like, covered, you covered that before. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the wrong woman for you, then, or she's or she needs to be retrained. Wait a minute, did you say you need to train what? women? My yes. brother, what's up? <laughs> you believe in training women? Yes, I do. Yeah, and I'll explain. <laughs> I was about to have a joy gasm when you just said that. I'm not out here, Derek Jackson, and I'm not pandering to men, but like I have a very different belief system than most women, and I've lost friendships over this. I don't talk to some females about this. There, there's two, there's uh, two main parts. We are individual people, and I come with my own baggage just like you do. I have to help you understand how to deal with me, and I have to understand how to deal with you. 
it is an unrealistic expectation for you to be a man, a, a man, buff, tough, rough, and tumble. You have it all together 100% of the time. Men have the highest suicide rate. Why? Because they feel like they cannot talk to the woman or their peers or their people without being called a snap, a sucker, you a bitch. You suck it up. You can't cry. When I tell you my ex, now mind you, I won't name him because he's he's my ex, but he would come to me and be like, I, I would, first of all, I understand people. Like part of my job is reading people. If you're not yourself and you are down, you're not joking, you're not laughing, you're not touching me, you're not, you're not being yourself, I'm gonna be able to pause. And one, I'm gonna self-reflect. I'm not gonna take on shit that's not mine. So I'm like, okay, do you need some second? I'll come to you and be like, hey, you are you processing something right now? What's going on? I've noticed that you're little, you're not yourself. I had to train him to be able to tell me, and I had to prove by trusting time over cons- consistency over time that I'm not gonna throw this in your face. I'm not gonna disrespect your vulnerability. Okay, creep. <laughs> right. That's the yeah. I don't, See, I don't know why hers don't ever pop up when she when she's terrifying. I was like, that's the fans, quit. Put it down. <laughs> um, shout out pussy talks. I had to train him to understand like hey I understand I have to earn your trust you have to you've been conditioned from other people in your past your mother your your, your girlfriends your ex-girlfriends whatever that if you are vulnerable with me I now hold that and now I have a key to, to throw at you when I'm pissed I had to show him over time like that's not who I am I'm coming to you because I recognize that something's going on with you and you're valuable to me your mental health is valuable to me so I'm going to go STFU until you're ready to come and talk to me about it. And if it's something that you need to handle on your own, and you can come to me when it's when it's handled. I respect that. I have to respect that you know what, how to handle you, but I also have to train you how to speak to me. So I would tell him, like, hey. Nah, you need to talk to these young hoes. Right. They, they, they ain't listening. They ain't listening. That's nah, older ones too. Man, Jesus Christ. I have to tell them, like, okay, don't shut down on me. If you got to process something... Just say that. I'm not gonna dig and go, well, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Because that's ridiculous. And that's that just adds more problems. It's you say it's nothing, I'm gonna let you know. When if it is something, when you're ready to talk to me, you know, you know where to find me. You need some space, I'm gonna go take the kids for a walk, or I'm gonna go to the gym. When you're ready to talk, how about we meet back up on Sunday? Give you a couple of days. Because if something that's serious in a relationship that's causing a roadblock, we have to be able to, to train each other to go, okay, it's not you. I'm gonna give you some some a little reprieve, a little breath to let you know that it's not you right now. I'm working through something, I'm, but I will talk to you about it when it's time. <laughs> I have to respect that. That was weird. Yes, and he yeah. should be your best friend. If a right. woman's throwing things in your face or coming at you, and that's why you and she getting the the crazy finger, and that I'm sorry, honey, this is not how you're gonna talk to me. When you yeah. can come down and have a conversation with me, we'll talk. And if that can't happen, then she's not the right woman for you. Because yeah. the right woman will ask the, the right <laughs> woman for you. It's funny that you said that. Up. It's funny that you said it, Alicia, because we've we've um we've covered it on here before. Mm-hmm. Um our whole lives as men, we're taught how to act, treat, talk to, like we're taught how to cultivate our relationship with a woman. Women are never taught that as as children, as being raised. They're never taught how to talk to a man. They're never taught how to treat a man. They're always they're like you guys are always taught how to be receptive. Treated by men. Yeah, 
like I know as, as you know what I'm saying as a woman, y'all know how to be treated by a man, but y'all don't know how to talk to men. I think even that sideways, we're we're taught to disrespect men from child from from childhood. Yeah, we're taught to disrespect the whole. Don't tell your daddy about this. Like even even that's as a rare, kid, man. that's rare. That's wonderful. That's one, and that's wonderful. I'm not saying it's it's not a blanket statement. This isn't going to be you know an all an all men or all women thing. But even think about young women when you your mom takes you somewhere and it's, don't tell your dad we got this. Don't tell your dad we spent this money. Why can't I tell my father what's happening in the house? What's going on with y'all's relationship where you can't tell him what's going on in the house? Now, mind you, barring physical or mental abuse and things like that, it's they're taught to be independent, unfortunately, because there's there's some work that men need to do on their side. I will I will say that. Oh yeah. But as sure. far as just being a woman and being able to say, here's my expectation, or here's what I like, here's being able to know. I don't think women know themselves enough to be able to communicate that effectively. 80% of the time. And when they do, it's some trumped up weird shit that they don't even like. I can't ask, I can't ask a man to, I got I can only get a dude with a six pack. Because right now, I'm firmly in my mom body and I'm working on that. Damn. So if I if I attract the dude that's like, you know what? I'm a little thicker than the rest of them, but I work with you, sis. I care oh, about my health. Like, hi, hi, that's my homie. Right. Um hey, we're being goat. <laughs> yeah, she's still uh, here. She's still respectfully, short. Alicia, I, I've I've seen your model pics. Your mom bod looks good. Thanks, because I'm working on it. But it, I, I can't it. I can't discredit a guy who's interested in me IG, because he don't have a six pack. You know what I mean? Or I, I built my own house. I'm a first time homeowner, so I could say I don't Wait, you built your own house instead of well, not, not with my hands. But I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you had it built. Yes. I need to talk to you. Oh, come on. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy to help. I love talking homeownership. Um, but no, like you have to miss you have I think a lot of ladies are misaligned too. You want a guy who has six figures, but you're still struggling on getting out for public assistance. Like no one's here to save you, miss. Like you have to be the person that you want to attract or be happy with the little that you have. Like you're expecting these this Jesus this man Christ. who has nothing. So you using everything that you don't have. Like, that don't make sense. That don't make sense. Hey, can she be a, a full-time co-host? <laughs> <laughs> I told you she was dope. I have a different it's view. Fun. Like, I have a different view. Because it's not, I, we're, we're taught this to disrespect men. So It's so effortless. Like, it's so yeah. effortless for a woman to disrespect a man. Like, and I'm, my mother, I saw it with my mother. Like, and I had to, like, legitimately go to therapy and talk with my relationships. I was expecting everybody to be everything for me when I wasn't giving. And I had to learn reciprocity like hard and fast. Like if, if I don't want, if I don't want somebody to do X, Y, Z, then I shouldn't be coming with that. If I want somebody to treat me respectfully, I should be given that respect. Like it's, it's so, it's, it's so much. We ain't got the kind of time, but we can keep, we can keep talking. I mean, I might need another episode. Oh, for hey. sure. Yeah, sure, definitely. definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, I'm already asking, could you come back? Yeah, for sure. The one thing that, um, even going back to you know, what I'm saying the original, the original thing. The one thing that I, when I first started developing Brandon's bullshit, it just kind of happened as like, man, I got some bullshit I want to talk about. Let's talk about it. Like, and the first time we did it, it ended up lasting an hour. <laughs> Like I don't even Man. remember what the first Man. one was, but it just Man. took us on onto a 
like it just took us on a tangent where a we just had dope pair. conversation. That's um, good. But the more that I do it and the more that I bring these topics up, it's like it creates conversation mm -hmm. because the conversation that we started with is nowhere near where we are now. Um, but yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. Um, we got topics. We got let me ask, let me ask some, let my other side of bullshit, right? For Everett and Bobby and for you, okay. Alicia, if, if uh -oh. it'll, it'll comply. Um, how much money does your girl have to make for you to be okay with her selling pussy? Whoa. <laughs> Passes out. Let's go. Let's go. Words, E, words. <laughs> ben, you listening? Let's go. Bobby, shit. Bobby, you take that what? one. You take that what? one, Bobby. Go ahead. Oh, she sell pussy. She ain't my girl no more. Next. So, uh, that real hold on, quick. hold on, hold on. Like, there's so many levels of selling it. Like, OnlyFans, actual no. physical transactions, dudes just simping and paying, like, cash apps for, for pictures of feet. Like, Listen, what? that's supposed to be oh. for me, not for everybody else. Okay. I, OnlyFans, so. none of that shit. I'm not giving it away. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let me, let me give you, let me give you a situation, right? You meet a girl. Y'all get through the talking stage, the dating stage. Y'all yeah. become an item, whatever. Okay. Say nine months in, you find out she been selling pussy, but she get $10,000 for a night. That's something I should have known up front. You threw next. That's important to know up front. Okay. Listen, my take is this. Um, I'm more offended that I didn't get a cut of the money. <laughs> but it's not your it's not your service <laughs> yeah but hmm? you're, are you brokering some deals like how does the money come into play <laughs> this is such a wild question like why that's what we do I mean, listen, that's what we do here think about that ask, shit yeah i mean now i'm miss, over here looking Lee. stupid and shit yeah i mean miss she's Lee. selling pussy i'm looking stupid i don't know this shit till nine months later and shit now motherfuckers yeah. looking at me like, ah, yeah, yo, yeah, yo, bitch be busting it down on, on OnlyFans. Yeah. She be down there on such and such street. She be busting it down. I'm sitting here, well, and I found out through others. She like, get the fuck out. No, no. Uh, uh, hold on, Bobby. Hold on one second, Miss Lee. Would you agree that a man has a certain responsibility in a relationship, and that's protect you, provide you, lead you, and give guidance? Correct. Absolutely. Okay. So with this, if I'm giving her these resources and she's not giving me a cut of her resources from this act, she is stealing from <laughs> me. Okay. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I can get over the embarrassment of it, but I can reshuffle or reorganize the relationship to where this can be mutually beneficial. I must get a I cut get of the money. Then how can I trust you? Because I must get so, a cut so, of the money. So, original question, E. What's the amount? Yes. What's the what amount that's going to make you want to reshuffle it and figure out if y'all can stay together? Because forty dollars, twenty. Because there's an amount. She giving it, not gonna yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> like if she giving it away for 40, 50 bucks, that's not going to work. That's, that's what that's I'm saying. What's the amount? Work. What's the amount where it's like I'm kind of salty. I wouldn't get in the cut. I'm kind of salty. You ain't tell me, but. We can figure this out, and we can still be together. What's that amount? Let me let me explain something. 
it don't matter what it is. I have to get all of it. Okay. All of it. All of it. Man, Listen, fuck that. You want her to cut? Cut? Money. Not a cut. You know, Wait a minute. with me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you? If you want, you want all my commitment and resources. I need all of the money. Okay. Hey, I'm not. Listen, I'm not a look. I'm not a pimp or nothing. But the way they say is, I can't give you all my pimping if you only giving me half of the money. It doesn't work that way. Okay. Oh man, I love him and hate him at the same fucking time. <laughs> you want like- all my commitment and attention, <laughs> devotion, while only giving me a cut of your money. It, make it make that. sense. I, I understand that. I'm just I, the the first the question itself baffles me. I couldn't see myself selling any portion of of, of my sexuality. Um, Look at your feet. My ew. I think no, no. That's I don't want to sell my feet like that. It's fucking gross. Everybody has there's a kink for everybody. There's a kink everybody for everybody. Has something different. We everybody don't kink shame at the normal convos part. Yeah, we don't. I'm not kink shaming. I just think it's. If I was to put myself now, just don't take the sound bite because people would be like, "I knew it. That's how she bought that house. She's selling it." Um, That's about to be a clip, right? I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to uh, phrase these words very carefully so you can't cut it together and, and make it sound like I, I'm agreeing to this. I can't see a world where I would do that because I have a lot of other valuable resources that I have a lot of other talents that provide me income that don't invite, involve you being naked. Exactly. Exactly. No, like if I. That I, and, and I have a whole thing about my like my kids. I don't want my kids like pulling up their phones and like this your mama. Never. Um, thank you. Okay, we were slightly interrupted. Speaking of good children, she just made me breakfast. Thank you. I'm um, hey. some pancakes with uh, oh, caramelized bananas. Caramelized. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm hungry. Like, that claw. is a good child. That is thank a good you, honey. child. I appreciate it. Um, hey, I'm a good child. I tell our daughters how to cook because uh, they are humans that need to eat, um, nice. and they get down. And I like to com- compete with them and have like master chef challenges at the house, like who can do the oh, best. Oh, that's dope! Like we oh, who can cook the best. Oh yeah! Invite, invite me for a taste test, goddammit. Yeah, I will. Yeah. We usually invite our friends to be like, and I'd be like a blind taste test, a blind. Challenge I was about to say you can't see it, but I got a belly down there. It's okay. Shit. We all do. We all do. Um, I'm ready to eat. Then. But no, I can't see a world where I, I would do it because I think for me, there's gonna my children are gonna see that, and they women t- typically emulate their mothers. I don't want them feel like they, they only have one resource to sell. Um, it's renewable, but not something I want them to to be cashing out on. But no, if I if I was to decide to to do that in this alternate universe, um, it would be a conversation that I wouldn't have late in the relationship because. I'm taking away your choices. Like if that's something I'm doing, and we're physical, we're having we're having sex, and I'm also selling it. Like that's a com- that's a conflict of interest. So that's a double dipping. That's double dipping. Like it ah. definitely is. Like double dipping. Now, if I'm telling you, hey Everett, um, I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. I um I own a company called the Poom Poom Palace, and okay. I'm the sole proprietor. And okay. here my, I have some clients. And they're well-to-do clients that you'll never hear about or see because they're paying $80, $80,000 a night. And um, so those kind of people that have that kind of money as disposable income aren't gossiping about where they see me and where they heard. 
there's NDAs signed. Um, you'll never meet these men. And if you and I decide to get serious and be, be exclusive, I'll stop. But in the meantime, I'd love if you come to my appointments. You can be outside. And the, we'll talk about the, the split. At a, whatever services you have as my security. And maybe you can you know, watch me down afterwards. Like, we'll... That would be a conversation, but I feel like that should be upfront and early, so all expectations are are laid out. But it wouldn't be no ten thousand a night. It would be no forty for the front, fifty in a plan B. Like it wouldn't be no weird shit like that. Like ah, no. Ugh. So Bobby, you don't even have a price. It's just no. It's just no. Bobby yeah, said, I'm "No, I'm cool. Nope, I'm good." <laughs> I mean, I get, I get my well. Okay, why, why is this a thing? Why why is this a thing, bro? You asked this question. Why are you it's asking? A, it, look, look, it's a thing because everything has been commodified nowadays, even down to pussy. Everything is a commodity. You can buy and sell anything. Yeah. So I I mean, I don't want to bring morals into this because it, it can get really kind of tricky. But I'm just saying, if you're getting 80000 a night, we can make this work potentially. Yeah. Um, um, all, all this old moral God stuff, I, I'm going to leave that out. And uh, I mean, as as far as standing outside, (laughs) cleaning you up afterward. Nope. I don't know. I'm not the best one to ask this kind of question to. I'm like, just don't do it. We can make this work, but I I need all of the proceeds so we can make this work. So to to answer your question, Bobby. You know how my mind works, bro. I just be thinking of weird-ass bullshit. Um, I consume so much fucking content. So is it um, is it like, okay, so like, it got to be okay so like she can share the money with you or what? Like that was that No, was well, uh, when I originally... How much does she got to make to make it okay? Like, yeah, like how much... The original question was how much does she have to make for it to... For basically not for it to be okay, because if it's not okay with you, it's not okay with you. Right. So what's the amount where it's like kind of whatever said? What's the amount where it's like, I'm sorry you ain't tell me, but let's work something out because you making okay. I got a question for that. How do I benefit from this? How do I benefit from this? Well, once you become aware of it, I'm assuming. (laughs) I'm assuming once she makes you aware of it. Her intentions is to bring you into the mix. You know what I'm saying? Like how? Like ever said, like she might be trying to cut you something. Like, look, I'm making 200 grand a week fucking these bum ass niggas that's cheating on their wives. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to cut you in. So I'm telling you what I do. Like, even like Bufaro said, it might be high class hoeing. You know what I'm saying? There is a sex work culture. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah, not gonna act like that doesn't exist. Here from the get go, or do I learn further down the line? If no, it's still it's the... still at that nine month. Like that was just the, nah, the, the example that I gave. Because like like Alicia just said, you taking away my choices. I should yeah. I should have known from from jump. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I hear that. Okay, but... so okay. let's restructure it then. If you know from jump, just like Alicia said, you meet a girl, y'all go on y'all first date, and she was like, "Hey, I'm a sex worker. I make X amount of dollars a, a night." You know what I'm saying? Guys is paying me 50 grand a night to spend the night with me and get the girlfriend experience or the whole experience or whatever the fuck it is. 
but I'm getting 50 grand a night. I make about 200 grand a week doing this four nights a week, four out of the seven nights a week. I'm going out. Niggas is giving me 50 grand. You know what I'm saying? What's right, your cool. response to that on the first day? Like, okay, all right, cool. You go ahead. I mean, you do that. We can we can make some work, but you know, it's like ah, this one got one? my face on it. Which one? Because I got the I got the NCP versus everybody on, and then Bobby got the you can't fuck me unfuck me shirt. That's hilarious. But um, oh, we got I, I made one for y'all too, Alicia. Is, is you can't you can't uneat my ass. <laughs> she looks so offended. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh my God. God. Hit me. Her her face was like she looks so offended. You can't uneat it. Like true story. I just yeah, I just use words. Hit the yeah, hit the link hit, hit the link tree, Quint. And any one of my pages, hit the link tree. It should be the Etsy should be in there. Okay. If it ain't oh. on there, hit me, let me know, and I'll send you the link. Okay. Okay. Look, we, she told me that on the first night. All right. Cool. We can we can be cool. We can kick it all that shit. You know what I mean? That, that's cool. Uh, we just can't, you know, ever be, you know, exclusive. Is it because you don't want her having sex with somebody else, or because yes. you're making money off of it? No. If, if you mind, you ain't supposed to be fucking with nobody else. You know I mean, if we exclusive, that means we exclusive. We ain't supposed to be fucking with nobody else. Now, if, you know what I mean? If you told me that off rip. And you want to keep it at that? I'm like, yeah, we could be cool. Y'all, yeah, I mean, we could be fuck buddies every once in a while. We can even kick it. We just can't be exclusive. Because we can't be exclusive if you giving it away to everybody else. Pay well, it's for not everybody. Huh? It's not everybody. It's a high-end client. Anybody else. Anybody else. That's you can't fair. be you can't we can't be exclusive if you're giving it away to anybody else. It wouldn't work that way with me. If I'm doing that, it's cheating. Getting paid or not, cheating is cheating. So, that mean, depends on her morals. We just can't be exclusive. Let me, but that, let me that would depend on her morals and how she feels about that type of stuff because there are men. Okay, well, I'm telling you how I feel about it. You ask me how I feel about it, so I'm telling you how I feel about it. So you would feel like it was cheating if you, even if you were in the sex industry, if you were a sex worker and you met a girl and you told her like, "Hey, I'm making twenty grand slanging this thing." But she yes. want to be in an exclusive relationship. Would you? Would you stop? We doing can't be exclusive work? if I'm giving it away to anybody else. It's cheap, paid or not. But it could just be a job, like because the back to our like the porn conversation we had a couple weeks ago. Porn stars look at porn as work. That's work. Uh-huh. We just like so. Let's 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 take it off of sex. Um, oh, oh no no oh, wait 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 wait, wait. I, I, I got I got to interject this right quick. Go ahead. Look, I like that you kind of phrased it at the nine month mark. Okay, I like how you did that because look, sometime in life you got to make a decision right then and there. Okay, at the nine month mark you have a decision to make. You want love, or you go be a manager. You want love, or you want money right then and there. See, I 200 think the grand problem a week. Is, 200 grand I, a week, I'm I, a manager. I know what I'm hey, doing right there the and manager. there. I can be your manager. I can't be your man on top of that, though. I can be oh, your you manager. You can be the man. We'll, we'll make it work it out because I firmly believe you as the man. You set the tone and the standard for how the relationship will go. It's we do this my way or we don't do it anyway. See, that whole thing of like, look, let me just tell you people this. I'm on the dark side, okay? 
So those days of having your own personal woman, we only do each other, them days is over, okay? <laughs> I adjust, okay? Look, this is how we gonna do this. You I want your own back. personal woman and you want love and all that, that's beautiful. But let's get this money and all that other shit. Look, we'll make this work. But you, you, I'm a manager right then and there. And don't say pimp. I'm a manager. So before before I take it off of sex, Bobby, uh, Mufaro did pose a good question. What if she acts and she gets naked every week on power? Gets naked on TV every week on power? That depends on them. I, I'm not. I'm not having it. I'm not doing that shit. You don't want to be Carmelo? My, nah, hell no. Nah. I know he was sick when he saw Lala. Well, I think it depends. Like, I I act sometimes the the film or it's never adult film, but sometimes the play or the film will require a love scene. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, it's my craft. I had this job or this craft before you came into my life. So you coming into my life has a set of uh, expectations where I'm you're accepting that I'm coming to the table with all of my shit. Now, to Bobby's point, if you're not telling me until nine months in, that's that feels disingenuous. I have other questions like, okay, you're not comfortable with it, or you're not being honest about what, well, how your life will impact mine. That's a problem. But I'm coming to you and be like, hey, I'm an actress. I'm on power, and you know what that TV show is, or, or or I'm a sex worker and you know what that involves, or you don't know, you're uneducated, you don't know all the details of it. I need to come and tell you what it is if I'm interested in you in a relationship. Like that's, that for me was be like the first thing. Like if you're not telling me until month nine, regardless if it's a man or a female, that's a problem because you've taken away my choices. You've taken away my ability to process this. Cause I already, have, I got feelings now. I'm involved with you. I don't want to have to make a choice kind of game time decision. I don't want to be with your man or your manager. If you could have told me this earlier and if I can handle it, if I can handle sharing you with the word, whether it be acting, whether it be sex, whether it be modeling, whatever the case may be, that's my choice to deal with you or not. Right. So the money isn't the point in my opinion. It's more of the, if you're not telling me to wait, we're already involved. That feels like you playing games. And I don't, I don't like, I don't love that. She's saying what I'm saying, but just giving more detail to it. Go ahead, give her the what ifs. Hit her with the what no, ifs. No, I wasn't going with the what ifs. I was taking it off of sex. Well, I mean, it's still a what if, but I was taking it off of sex all in all on the same thing. Um, because of a point that you made where it was like, if you're sharing it with anybody and or everybody, then you don't belong to me. You're not mine. We're not them saying. So if you take it off of sex, just in everyday life, your spouse spends their time somewhere else at the very bare minimum eight hours of the day. So they're taking away something from your relationship and giving it to somebody else for eight hours a day. I think that's a stale When mindset. I compartmentalize what? stuff, I just kind of like, if it's, you're taking away from 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 us. You know what I'm saying? If we're in a so relationship, my girl goes to work. She cheating? That, no, that's what you're trying to say. That's what I'm saying. I'm taking it off of sex. I'm taking it down to the bones of what you said. You have something that me and you share as a couple. I.e., time. We share that as a couple. I share my time with you. You share your time with me. Huh? 
eight hours a day, you take eight hours out of our shared time and give it to somebody else. I'm you going straight down it. to the bones. I'm not going with sex. I'm going straight to the bones. Okay, what's your point with this, Brandon? Where are you going with this? He's saying she's selling her time to someone else eight hours of the day. So do we all. Forget like, what acts are going that's on. That's normal everyday life. We all do that. That's my point, Bobby. If she is a sex worker, that eight hours of time, she just happens to be Okay, doing all right. Sex I work. agree with it. I agree with it. I, I see what you're you trying to You don't have to agree. I, I'm I not trying to it. make you agree. I just like, I'm like, Bobby, what's so funny? What's, what's. What I'm enjoying these past couple you weeks. You didn't like my answer, so you checked so you took no. it off sex and tried to put it on time. That, that's no. what everybody does. I like, like debating. Everybody, with you, everybody has to work. Exactly. Well, what's your point with that? What was your point? Sex is a totally different thing. I think the I think the 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 duality is like, is it just the your ego is pricked by the fact that your woman is sharing her body? versus something that is considered yours is being enjoyed by somebody else. That's an ego trigger like a motherfucker. I'm willing to admit that, yes. Yeah, and yes. it's not a bad thing. It's yeah. not a bad thing at all. And I'm not it's, arguing that, Bobby. Yeah, I don't think it's an argument. It's more of like, is it is it okay for is it okay for you or is it okay? It's not okay at all. Like for someone to be an actress, you know, there are men that I've that I've dated across my history that were really insecure about me acting because they were they were hitting me with the what if you got a sex scene? I'm like, I'm I don't it's do work. shows that I don't want to do. So it's work. one one is like trust that I'm not an idiot. I'm not gonna be doing something that is gonna be counterintuitive to who I say I am as a person. So either you don't trust yourself, you don't trust me. That's a whole we gotta yeah, that's a whole conversation to break down. But if I came into this relationship and you knew about this. It wasn't a secret. It wasn't something I just stumbled into. It was a conversation of, hey, what do you do? I'm an actress. And, 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 and. So I take pictures in clothes. I model. Like, that was a stunt. A stunt? Yeah. Like she a, was flexing. The and, 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 and. Oh, and, like, yeah, yeah, you have to give the yeah, people the thing. Stunt. You got to give the people the things that, that you do so then they can say, you know what? Mm, I don't know how comfortable I give, am. Give them the choice. Give them the choice. Because it's not about you, right? It's about that person. Everybody has their own insecurities, their own things that they will and won't handle or tolerate. You don't like the fact that I'm an actress? Okay, you made the choice to move forward. Now, don't lie to me because you want to see what else. Maybe you can change my mind or you can manipulate me to do something else. Like, you got to be careful with the weirdos out there. But, yeah, if, if your ego is, is challenged or you feel like it somehow pricks at your masculinity that other people are enjoying what's supposed to be yours like understand that you're in a relationship you're not in jail right like i'm your woman not your jailer you know i'm not your keeper i don't belong to you we're committing to each other we're choosing to be together but mm -hmm. i don't own you you don't you don't own me it's like no we're we're coming together because we want to shut the hell up <laughs> you're stupid man. you're just throwing in stuff to throw in stuff well God bless America. If she's out here changing lives, make it a nonprofit and retire off that income. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Oh my God. She belongs to the streets. <laughs> oh. Oh shit. So, um, where do we want to go down. from here? Oh, you know what? Since Mufaro is here, let's go ahead and get this uh, not out the way, but let's go ahead and do this.
Um, I have been talking about a dating show for the past two and a half to three months. I'm not giving y'all any inclination of what's going on. I haven't told y'all anything about what's what, what it's about or anything. So all I've been saying is dating show coming soon. I've been saying it every episode as often as I can. Um, directed, produced, uh, shot by, edited by our guy, of course, Mufaro, my brother. Um, and he entrusted me to become a producer on the show. Um, so that's what we've been doing. We've been doing that for the past, what, going on four months now, almost five months. Um, the idea has been around for uh, yeah. shit, almost a year, year now. Yeah. yeah. At least the top um, of the year. And I reached out to him one day randomly, randomly. I reached. So to give you all the backstory, I don't even know if the guys know this, uh, but to give you all the backstory, uh, I reached out to Mufar one day. I was watching YouTube or something and I was like, hey, you know, I know you got your production company. I kind of want to, you know, curate a dating show. What's up? And he was on a call or something. He was like, man, let me hit you back. He called me back maybe 20 minutes later. He was like, yo. I'm already in the midst of trying to start a dating show, like right now. And he was like, what you think about coming aboard and be a producer? I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, we started working through, hit a, you know, bumped our heads a couple of times, hit a couple of snags, you know, locking in venues and locking in, you know, people to be on the show and all of that, you know, all the stuff that goes into that. And um, it was crazy. It's been a long tumultuous couple of months um but i can say with certainty and with all of the weight off of our shoulders that next week july 30th we are holding our first event to premiere the pilot episode of cuffed or curved Um, I'm super excited. Um, that is where I met Alicia. Um, she was one of the daters on the show. Um, so next weekend, next weekend, July 30th, we are doing a, a premiere event at Drip Coffee. Uh, we have our event, our Eventbrite set up. It is in everybody's bio. <laughs> Uh, anybody that is linked to it, it's in their bio. You can reach yeah. out to me. You can reach out to Mufaro. You can reach out to Alicia. It's in our bios. Um, get in there, log in, get your tickets. We'll have a couple of things going on. Um, hey, Bing. Uh, Drip is uh, off of Hopple. Is that Corain? The old Corain. I think that's old cold rain. Yeah. Um, Bean, uh, go to. I didn't even put it in normal combo spot. Go to my. Uh, shit. Either my page, Brandon Brewster, or my normal combos brew, or go to my IG at Podfather Official. Um, it should be in all of those bios. Uh, and then I, I mean, it. Follow Mufaro mm-hmm. at Mufaro LTD. Um, or no, I'm sorry, at Joy underscore Mufaro on uh, Facebook. Or I'm sorry, on Instagram. 
Uh, he has everything in his for sure. Um, but with the blessing of my brother from another mother, um, we are going to premiere our commercial here. Uh, it's already up on socials. Uh, everybody's seen it at this point, but we're going to show it on here because why the fuck not? <laughs> so. Um, it was a fun experience. I'm not going to give anything away, but I, I enjoyed loved it myself. I yeah. loved it. Apparently, I was more ridiculous than normal. <laughs> it was funny. So, this all right, let's, let's try to get into it. Let another player post a status on your social or chug your seatbelt. I just said on the best date of my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. That's fine. This is so different. <laughs> Thought I was gonna have some music coming in. Oh, Jesus. oh, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> what is it? They acting crazy already. Okay. Oh, it's your turn. When was the last time you masturbated? Are you going to masturbate to me tonight? Like, I walked in, I was super nervous. Mm -hmm. But now I feel like a little bit way more comfortable. Yeah, way more comfortable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is funny. He didn't really have nothing. She didn't have nothing spicy either. Nah, I, I didn't. I ain't agree to that shit. I said I was gonna drink some wine. Most embarrassing sex story or drink wine. So they did tell me that the date is over. Would you like to go on another date? They said date is over. Ask if they want another date. <laughs> Why you put the? put the ex with the little line under me. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, this one says the date is over, and I'm to ask if you like another date. I would, I would actually like another date. You would like another date. How cute. Dun, dun, dun. Hey. Yeah. Good job, team. I love it. So, um, yeah, man, after congratulations to y'all, man. I'm proud of y'all for doing that, man. For sure, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, we, we've been we've been holding it close to the vest. Um, it's not really too many people that's really know what's been going on. Um, outside of you know, the participants and, you know, close family and friends, stuff like that. But it's been close to the vest. Like, people really only knew that we were doing something. So um, this will be great. We uh, premiered the pilot episode July 30th. Um, it will be available on YouTube. Part one will be available on YouTube August 1st. Um, I'm not sure when we're dropping part two, uh, but part one will be available August 1st. Um, if you want to come and support and you know what I'm saying, watch the entire episode July 30th. Um, <laughs> it's my nigga right there, man. Hey, um, hey, shout out to that. 
Um, yeah, it's been dope. It's been. This is the first time that I went into something outside of my norm, outside of the podcast, of course. Um, but this is the first time I was able to do something that will be left behind outside of my kids and stuff like that, as far as content. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm proud. I'm excited. Uh, I'm ready for everybody to see what we've been doing. Uh, again, Mufaro, thank you again for trusting me with your vision and accepting me in with open arms. I know we family. I know we brothers, but you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, this is your company and this is what you are trying to, you know, put out into the world. So I appreciate you letting me be a part of that. That's beautiful. Um, but yeah, next Saturday, I'm ready. I'm excited too. Are they gonna have a reunion special? <laughs> uh, probably. If everybody shows up, it'll kind of be like a reunion special. <laughs> I'll be like, can we swap? Because the one dude was super cute. Which one? The, the glasses? I, I, all of them. Um, black men are black men are the chef's kiss. Log. It's a Big problem. Fact. It's a problem. Uh, so I'm saying yeah, I, I, I can't have them all on none of them. I'm kidding. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> like that energy. That's a joke. Um, so how was the experience, Alicia? It was fun. They interviewed me and asked a bunch of crazy questions. Um, I think the question that might have got me picked for the show, I didn't throw any drinks. <laughs> I almost spilled my coffee, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, I would love to see some drinks thrown. Bean, no. I didn't know you. Jerry, then. Jerry. I didn't know you then, Bean. But if you follow me or Mufaro, uh, we are uh, currently in the process of uh, casting for season two. So let me know if you want to make a repeat appearance. Because Montre, you know. my G, what's up? What's up, bro? The Montre. Oh yeah. No, but it you was fun. I asked, they asked a lot of questions. They, you know, it took a little bit. I know, I know how production works. So I knew it was going to be a little bit before we got behind the camera. But um, yeah, I, I was surprised on who y'all paired me with, um, considering neither one of you know me, you know, at the time knew me well enough to be like, this ain't going to work or, or this will work. So yeah, it was definitely a whole bunch of shots in the dark. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. Like, Everybody, you know, from, from, me being a fly on the wall, seeing one date wrap up, like it was good vibes all around. I think there's enough drink throwing and and gunfights and TV right now. Like this is gonna be like black people doing dope black people shit. Yeah. With, with, without any issues, no, the police weren't called. Nobody died. Nobody's baby mama busted in. I'm coming to you as a woman. Like you ain't <laughs> supposed to be on this show. <laughs> like. It was, there was none of that, at least not from my taping. So yeah, I would definitely do it again. I, I love meeting new people. And like I said, I'm I'm single. Um shameless plug. I'm dope. Um dope as fuck. Thanks. Dope. Thank hey. you very much. But yeah, I, I, I enjoy uh situations like that because you never know how you're gonna find, you know, some person that actually is meant for you. So because I disagree with the it's one person and one person days are over. Everett. I disagree. Uh, okay. Why is being like this, yo? Barbara, no, Barbara did not pop up. She didn't come pull her son up out of there. 
she come get these kids like it wasn't a, no weirdness nobody's wig got snatched like damn wigs, wigs were secured yeah. coffee was delicious and <laughs> it was dope. We, got, we got plenty of good, good footage of black folks connecting even if it did or didn't i don't know how everybody's day ended but hopefully we got some love connections out of there because there are some cute couples on there yeah, well, you oh. you'll find out next Saturday. You'll be in okay. the, you'll be in the room with us. I'm excited. I feel like the Bachelorette. Like, let's do that. <laughs> let's let's do that because I have secretly been wanting to be on the Bachelorette. You wanted to be the Bachelorette. I did. I'm like, first of all, I keep seeing these little bitty non-brown women kicking it with 30, 40 dudes. Yeah, the wigs were secured. I went natural, so. I have to worry about nothing flying off just in case. Yeah, the locks is looking healthy. Thank you. I'm five right. months on my journey. Yeah. Locks I'm is loving this. Healthy. I'm never going back. Um, loving them locks. Thank you. I do too. But yeah, it's. I would love to be the Bachelorette. I think it would make for great TV. And uh, dating 30 men. I'll do some push-ups. <laughs> yeah. Do some push-ups because you don't date them the whole time. Like you whittle it down, but I think I would thrive in that environment because I like I love talking to people and I'm not a weirdo, so it wouldn't. Just and you got the personality. I think so. If I can toot my own horn, you yeah. got the personality where you know how to. Um, not only do you know how to be in front of a camera, but you know how to. Conversing is a big part of it. Just being able to converse is a big part of just being being filmed. Yes. Because when you have a conversation behind closed doors and nobody's watching you, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Like when you're in front of that camera, it's like every word sticks. Yeah. And once you say yeah. it, you can't take it back. Nope. And you have to be authentic. I think the best TV is for people that are legitimately authentic. Like, yeah. I'm not going to, I can be me all the time. I'm cool with that. Like, I don't have to put on any type of face. Like, even when I'm training my classes, I'm like, so I'm a real person. So I'm going to tell you real people things. I start my classes off like that. People are like, oh, shit, let's pay attention. Yeah. So. Yeah. So let once me know you become, you me Once you become relatable, people, people just accept a lot more. I agree. Because it's not even, like, because it, it isn't a purposeful thing. Like I'm not trying to be relatable. I'm just telling you who I am. Right. If you relate to it, you relate to it. If you don't, you don't. But this is me. Uh, like you said, I'm a real person. I'm not, you know, some figurehead that's just out here, you know, willy nilly. Right. Like this is what I do. So I'm gonna tell you about, you know, the color of a pencil. <laughs> but like, if if you're you the whole time, you're gonna okay. sell that fucking pencil. True story. So. Well, well, but yeah. Let's let's move on to the next segment. Uh, e, I guess you can I take it away. Something. You are yeah, our resident. Yeah. yeah, you are our resident interview. Our resident, our resident. So I was doing a little digging, little digging. Uh, you are the creator of Hundred Dates TV. Is that correct? <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I'm like, what are y'all gonna be touching stuff? Be looking under these shelves. You ain't supposed to be looking underneath. Yes, <laughs> that's yes. me. That okay. Is you. Got it. I see. I don't know how much of it you would like to share, but it was inspired by a certain, uh, I guess, traumatic event or a life-changing thing that you went through. Correct? Yes. 
Um, so for you, uh, I don't know how much of it you want to share, but you can say a breakup. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, I take full ownership of my relationships. I take 50% ownership of anything winning or losing. And it was a time where I dated a guy who I knew was bad for me up front. Like I knew he would shit on a shingle and I still went full speed in and was like, you know what? He crazy. I'm going to be crazy too. I never got to be crazy in a relationship. Girl say it's fun. Let me try it. And it <laughs> broke my brain. And I was much younger. Like I, it broke my brain. And it, I went to therapy after. I was like, okay, first of all, time out. This is weird. Why did I do this? And it was like, I had gotten married at 19, um, had my daughter at 20. I was raised super religious where it was like, you don't even attempt sex until you're married under God. And then from there, my, my, my oldest daughter's father passed away when she was three. I rebounded hard, got married again, like shortly after that, didn't know him. Like it was like really just textbook fuck shit. And the my relationships I kept, I was insanity. I was kept expecting these people to come save me from situations that I wasn't, I wasn't, didn't even need to be saved. Um, so I went to therapy and was like, all right, I need to get unfucked because I can't unfuck me. Um, <laughs> so, hey. I, need, I need to get, I, I need to get this together. And I did. And that kind of opened up the fact that I had never really dated. You know, I didn't really date in high school. I had one boyfriend, then two boyfriends and it was it. I was a virgin for a long time got married, got married again. I hadn't gone to dates. I hadn't really been out. It was just me and my kids. So I had never been Alicia. It was already, I was somebody's mom or, you know, somebody's, I had a, I'm the oldest of a bunch of kids. So I was like the daughter who's, you know, mini mom. So that was a journey for me to explore me, what, what I liked in men, you know, and really kind of just tell my story. So it was dope. Okay. Okay. Um, I like that. I like that. You take full accountability and you went on about healing yourself, you know, going to therapy and, you know, see what is it that you could fix or how you contributed to whatever we was going through. Um, I do have a question about that. Um, are you still in therapy? Yeah. Okay. Um, how long was it basically that you took a break from dating? Like, cause I'm assuming you took, a pause on it correct yeah now after you go back out into the marketplace the dating market after you know post therapy or at least in the middle of it uh what did you see differently about it that you probably didn't see before or well you say from what you say you never were really in the dating marketplace you just kind of just paired up and went on about your way right after therapy, like, what did you notice about the dating market that you like or didn't like, or you were just confused about? Yeah, uh, so many things. I'll pick like my top, my top one. That ladies make it hard for guys to just be interested. Like, okay. it's so many hoops, and I had to look at the hoops that I had, like this long ass list of of things that I wanted this person to have. I got real detailed about that list. Like, I think I alluded to a little bit earlier about I had, like, I did actually have a list. As you you watch these, like, self-help books or watch these shows where these women are telling you, you need to have a list of 100 things that this man needs to have to, to be yours. Get it. Got it. There is such thing as standards. I didn't have a bottom line, though. So my bottom line mm -hmm. was, okay, what is the bare minimum 
that I'll accept before to, to even be to even consider you as a person of interest and not like lowering my bar because my bare minimum was pretty was pretty good but it was unreasonable before I started therapy like I would say like I want this man to have no kids uh to be making more money than me to have a house a car blah 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 but I was living in an apartment with a with a with an upside down lease and I hadn't been to the gym in a year or two so it wasn't just about aesthetics it was like okay reciprocity Kevin Samuel was talking about yeah, I was like, I was upside down. Now, Kevin Samuels, God rest his soul, he, that's not this conversation. But I do think that I had to right-size my expectations. You were. And if I was coming to a relationship broken and unhealed from a relationship, how dare I expect someone to be able to do to give me anything more than, or anything, you know, more than that. So I had to right-size myself, and I wasn't doing that before therapy. I changed up the lists instead of being like this unreasonable list of expectations. Um, yes, but but just be clean and have a job like that's not that's a that's pretty low bar. He needs to be able to listen. He needs to have proven success. Like I I'm a successful woman. I want my man to even if he's not where I am, you know, bank account wise, that's irrelevant. I need to see that you've actually put your hand to something and you've achieved it. Because I don't like guys that just wish and talk and hope and pray. I need to see you're a man of action because I'm a woman of action and we can do anything together if we're both about our business. So it was just right sizing my list, my expectations. And then if I didn't, if I met someone who didn't exhibit those things, it made it real easy for me to walk away. Like I changed it from kids. Like I used to not want to date guys with children. And then I realized I need to see that you're how you I need to see some proof of you nurturing or caring. You might not have kids, but are how active are you in the community if you don't have children? If you have kids, are you constantly battling back and forth with baby mama? Or have you bucked up and squashed that shit? Because men have how to, you teach your parents. to squash it. Yeah. Are you are you co-parenting well? Like all these things. So it, t- it changed into this wild list to like, how can I applicably see? this man's qualities and the things that he brings to the table that isn't a tie to his pockets. And that was something I had to unlearn too. Like it was, you can have less than me and still be greater than me. Like it, it I had to re like re, re reframe my mind on that. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you're saying you had to go from just this long ass list to kind of filter it down to things that are more reasonable, but you know, attainable. Um, because I guess you see that you were asking more than you were delivering. Mm-hmm. I was. Okay. Uh, there's nothing wrong. A lot of people cannot admit that. And I respect that At you all. can. Right. Definitely. Uh, I respect um, the fact that you like, like looked at yourself and was like, um, this don't match up. I, I like that. A lot of people can't do that. Yeah. Now I see that. Uh, you said that, um, if the guy didn't meet at least your hard bottom expectations, it was real easy for you to walk away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want you, I was just thinking about it. What is the shittiest date that you had that made you be like, oh, fuck, no, nigga, no. Just maybe you got a mid-date, left it. Um, what was something that really just kind of, or was it one uh, thing in particular that made you be like, okay, you know what? This I'm not going for. Like, what was the absolute? Was there like a date that where you just let us know that? What, what was, was the like date six. that you just? 
There's like six. There well, there's a day where I got catfished. Oh. <laughs> there, there was a day where I got catfished. Um, <laughs> he came to the date though, like on his profile, because part of the so to give some frame, I wasn't just out here like going on dates. I had a set of rules. I had to pay for at least fifty percent of the dates. I had to see like I had a genuine interest in this person and be able to have I, I spent like a week or two communicating over like texts or calls or messages okay. or, or Tinder, whatever the platform was to make sure it was at least something there to like continue. And then I would I would agree to a date like I wasn't like, hey, I met you in Kroger. Let's go to date tonight. Like I, I was intentional about it. So this gentleman had a profile picture. I was in you know early 30s. He was probably I think he had 40 in his profile. I'll date 10, 20 years up, depending on the situation. I don't typically date too far down because um, of my kids. My kid is 20, so I can't be out here Stella and people. Uh, I have no no barber coming to my house. Like, I was like, what did you do to my son? I'm like, girl, everything. Come here. Let me tell you about it. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm with it. I'm with it. Your, your son came here of his own accord, and I did some shit to him. And he ain't leaving. You. He upstairs. Go make him some breakfast. Um <laughs> Now I'm not disrespectful. I would, it would be a conversation if Barbara was having some challenges, but that's why I don't date 20-year-olds. Uh, but he had great conversation. He was interesting. Like The conversation flowed, and we decided to meet up for dinner. He walked in, and he was not 40. He was not 40 at all. He probably nope. was closer to, like, he was Six. older than my mother. He was older than my mother. <laughs> Yeah, Coogee, Coogee, like the original Coogee sweater, <laughs> like Coogee, the biggie Coogee, nope, the biggie Coogee in the middle of his pants, like khakis, like with the crease in the middle, daddy loafers, a Kango, and, and a gold tooth, like the gold tooth, and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> and I'm praying like, don't come to my table, like don't come to my table. That's somebody's daddy coming for an anniversary party. That's not my date. He comes, he makes, he looks dead at me and is like, he lies it. I'm like, like no. <laughs> and he admits to Kathy admits to lying. Like he's like, I said, so I'm gonna just say this out loud. You don't like the picture. He was like, Well, that's from a couple years ago. I was like, first of all, sir, a, a couple, couple is two. A couple of years. A couple of few years. A couple is two. A couple is two. This is like a 10 years ago picture, maybe more. He says, well, I typically like younger women, so I needed to attract them by with a younger picture. And I'm like, but you're not a younger man. So he asked to see my feet um, during that date. That was something. Um, that was, I was so embarrassed. And luckily, I did have a Bengals game to go to, like, that night. So I had a reason to get up and go early. But I, I ate that salad so fast. I paid, <laughs> I paid the way. He went to the bathroom. I gave the weight of the money for, like, for the for the meal, and as soon as he came back, I was like, I gotta go. Maybe it's too. I gotta. Go. I will, I will pay for a guy's meal in a heartbeat, especially if the date is burnt. That's what I call it. That's so. Oh. The date if Damn. I will have waiters. Yes, she pay for your meal. That's a bad sign. Well, no, it's not. It's not. Sometimes I've had such a good time on the date where I'm like, you know what? Let me get this one. You can get the next one. I was like, that's my way of inviting you to another date, like opening the door. To see okay. me again, okay. like you know, okay. I had such a good time. Let me pay for this one. Like, if you're okay with it, like, not the flex, but to be like, I would love for you to pay for the next one. 
you pick what we do. Hey, I like that. That okay. is dope. Uh, it's the way to uh, show yeah, that interest. Is, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Show interest. It's a, yeah. uh, a green flag, so to speak. Agree, because guys need guys guys need validation too. And I'm not gonna waste your time or your money. Dating's expensive, so if I don't see something there Fact. after the first date, I don't enjoy another one. And I I don't cut it off. I don't ghost because ghosting is childish. I'll say, wow. you know what? The girl who you're looking for is out there. She's just not me. So. I like that. That that takes the second guessing out of it. Like, cause guys will sometimes wonder, like, oh, does she did she like me? Does she want to go on a second date or whatever? And then you give out a a real life invitation to another date. Takes the guesswork out of it. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is childish, and it's, it's easy to say, like, you know what? I don't think we're a match. I think you're a great person. Uh, I just don't think for what we're both wanting. This is we need to do it again. And sometimes they don't want to hear it. Sometimes guys don't want to hear defeat. And they're like, nah, nah, what I do, what I say. And I'm like, it's not really about you. I I don't feel yeah. I don't feel like we need to do it again. And yeah, but what, I think um one of the hey. biggest problems that between men and women that we have is women women will mature a lot faster than men on average. But the problem with that is once we mature and you're mature, it just it it it, it jails easier because when you're a mature woman and you tell me, hey, because and I don't even think that that gap is too far away. Like people always try to act like the, the mature gap is way like out here, like a man will generally tell you everything he thinks about you on that date. Generally. His first impression of you, what he wants to do with you, where you, where this relationship, he'll give you every answer that you're ever looking for. And more often than not, women overlook it because, you know, he, he looks fancy or he looks like he's got money or he looks like he's put together or like, oh my God, this is the most handsome man I've seen. Or so it's like... Ego. I don't want to yeah. hear that female ego of how dare you not like me? I'm the shit. Like that, mm -hmm. that I hear often. Like he didn't want a second date. What's wrong with him? It's like, honey, it wasn't about him. Like it was his choice. He went. Yeah. And we can tell the honest to God truth because one of the things I was arguing with a guy, I worked up, not arguing, we were having a debate the other day about um, sex on a first date. Now, I'm kind of where you were. Like, me and my wife got together at 19. We got married at 25. So my date, quote-unquote, dating experience was all in my high school years. And I don't even call it dating because I wasn't taking bitches nowhere. <laughs> so, like, I just had a bunch of sex and had a, couple, a bunch of girlfriends. He was holding books and walking yeah, to class. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't even really call it dating. Yeah. But... The older I get, like, I always like to play this uh, random game called <laughs> If My Wife Was to Leave Me. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but, hard. I would, I would. But the, the way that I'm set up now, I think half of, I think half of it is because I've been in a successful relationship for going mm -hmm. on 15 years. And then I think the other half is having these conversations with single men and single women and hearing the bullshit that they go through 
I'm of the mindset of I'm going to tell you everything up front. Like, I mean, Bobby can relate to this. Like, I grew up a nerd. And before it was cool. Before, way before it was cool. So I didn't get a lot of love for being a nerd. So I had to develop a different personality, not based on the shit that I love, just so I could get girls. That's upsetting. It is. But we don't, like, that's one of the things that we don't talk about. Yeah. You know, like, not us as far as this podcast, because we've talked about it. But, like, to me anyway, it kind of sounds like that that overused adage of, I was teased about my curves my whole life, and now I'm... No, you weren't teased about your curves. Like... It, unless it was a white guy teasing you. White boys didn't yeah. like ass until the past 10, 15 years. True story. I got teased in high school or elementary school because I ran track and my my Jackie Joiners was developed pretty early. My my little my little lady cheeks were cheeking in, in eighth grade. <laughs> 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 and, and the little white girl was like, it looks like a hypopotamus is stuck to your butt. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't understand. I, you know, internalized it like, is something wrong with my butt? And God bless my grandmother. She was like, tell them they daddy like it. And I was like, well, I'm 14, so. Right. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that, but, but she didn't uh, back pocket for high school. And I got to right. use it. I almost got to a fight, but that's not the conversation. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like we, um, we got teased so much for even like liking nerdy stuff that I developed a whole different personality. But now I'm 34 years old. If I had to go back into the dating market, like, look, this is what I like. This is what I'm expecting this date to go like. I'm attracted to you. You are pretty to me. I would enjoy having sex with you tonight. Before we even order dinner. She might be a complete idiot. Like, you might find out, like, she spells, she, she mispronounces quinoa or something and be like, the fuck is and I, it? And, and you know what? And the thing, the thing about it now <laughs> is... What's this canoa? It's canoa. The, yeah. thing that, the thing that I've grown to accept about myself, yeah. again, it could just be because I've been in a successful relationship. I don't have time to lie and play games. I don't lie anymore. Like... If I go into, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if even if I was to say that up front and she proves to be an idiot or, you know, dead as a piece of driftwood or whatever the case may be, we I also have a tagline. I reserve the right. To, when the facts change, I reserve the right to change my mind. <laughs> I don't have to. You know what I'm saying? This is what this is yeah. what I expect this date to go like. All right. Now, throughout this date, if you give me a, 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 um, a reason not to go with my original thought. You gave me new facts, which means I don't want to have sex with you anymore. Well, you because gotta stop now accepting. there's something about that. Like, but I'm I'm just that type of person. I'm not going. I'm. I don't have the energy at 34 years old to lead you on. Yeah. I don't have the energy to be led on. So I'm going to expect the same truthfulness out of you that I'm giving out to you. Yeah. So let's let's go ahead and get all of this out the way. Like, all right, yeah, you cute, but I don't really see this going nowhere. Like, we might go home and have fun tonight, but you and me are not going to jail. Like, don't waste your energy then. Don't put out any. Don't accept any energy you're not interested in returning. 
So if you yeah. don't, it, yeah, she's cute, but there'll be a cute, intelligent woman that comes right after that. But you're too busy drilling old dumbass. So she's yeah. passing you by, but that's, yeah. Yeah. That's like funny. one of the, um, one of the conversations I had the other day is I've never dated a girl that was into the same shit that I'm into. Even to this day, like me and my wife are complete opposite sides of the spectrum. Like, we made it work because we have enough things in common to where none of that shit matters. She has the shit that she likes, I have the shit that I like, and then we yeah. come together in the middle. But I've never dated a girl that was into anime the way that I'm into anime. I've never dated a girl that was into video games the way that I'm into video games. Same, same way with, you know, superheroes. Same way with cartoons. Same Like, anything that I look in my mind and be like, damn, that's kind of nerdy. Like, I've never dated a girl like that because I was never able to put myself out there as that. Now, those girls are hard to come by, Brandon. <laughs> Facts. They're Facts. not. Have you been on IG and TikTok? Uh, maybe now. How many of them but... girls live here? Well, I was in raised Ohio, on comic right. books and, and superheroes. Yeah, that's, and I mean, like that's that. still social that's, media, so they could still be lying. So That's true. But that's like, I think sometimes they're they trying are. to conform. Like, But it's okay if I don't want to buy the latest, you know, xbox game that doesn't mean i can't enjoy it with you on occasion you know and share the things we like to do together like right. you might not be into acting i'm not gonna force you into that i'm gonna have my thing because i'm my own but i person. love watching movies right so we can enjoy having some movies together you know what i mean like it's i don't think you one i do agree that sometimes especially as adolescents we get shunned into hiding who we are and then we spend a good 13, 14. Sometimes people never figure out who they actually are. And that's where they have so many challenges in their interpersonal relationships. But ah, she like, I like iPhone. It's okay. We're going to support start a support group. <laughs> I think iPhone. Yeah, I don't think I'll go back. I don't think I'll go to iPhone. I have too many Apple products. But anyway, or any, any Android products. Everett, was that your only, was that any, any more questions about 100 dates? Um, the best date you had. Come on now, a hundred. Well, it's it's kind of a sad story. Um, so the best date that I had was with a guy. He, we we met up, we talked, we had a great time. Um, I was familiar with him from work. I actually had to remind him that I was actually interested because he was freaked out that. He might get in trouble from talking because I was in recruiting. So he was worried that somebody in HR might yeah. blow the whistle on him. And I'm That's like, I'm not issue. in HR. I'm a recruiter. So first of all, I do what I want. Okay. Second of all, I like you. Let's go out. And I, I kind of prompted that. We had a great conversation. He offered to drive me home. Uh, I was like, sure. Took me home. We sat in the car and talked for like three more hours. Like in it, he was, he, before I left the, left the car, he was like, I'd love to take you another date. It was just a conversation and connected. We didn't, it wasn't a fancy date. We went to like Butterbees out here in Amelia. Um, and he I was dating. Butterbees. I love them burgers. They, they do slap. That's what, like, you gotta they be careful. Slap. You gotta be careful about Butterbees. They put extra, extra drugs in their um, food. Yeah, that shit crack. <laughs> it is. But we end up, he was, I think, date 83. We ended up getting engaged. And he was date 83 all the way to date 100. And about two months before we were supposed to get married, I found out that he was doing some weird shit, um, paying 
paying women for pictures and, and videos and I let it go. I let it be. Um, but yeah, I wasn't, ha I was already kind of figuring out that he wasn't who I thought he was and he was conditioned to pretend. So it was two people. It was, it wasn't a good, a good match, but we had a lot of good fun and it was a sad relationship to let go of, but yeah, it was the best date I had had because it was just two people connecting. But what I didn't realize was he was really just conforming and gathering data to find out who I was so that he could shape shift a little bit to keep me attracted to him. Mm -hmm. So it was the best date by default because I know I was getting got, but um, the second date that was the best that I still remember, it was early on in the process and the guy I was going out with, he was like, hey, I don't want you to put on any makeup. Don't do your hair. Don't get fancy. Just can I come pick you up? And we're just going to go outside. And I'm a planner. So I was kind of freaked out. Like, I can't even. Yeah. I can't even put on no like lip gloss. Like, ha! Ah! Ah! Like, I panicked. Like, okay. And I don't wear a lot of makeup anyway. Because um, I have to be made up for like shows and stuff sometimes. So when I'm by my, when I'm myself, I just like, look like to be me. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I don't do a lot with, you know, wigs and weave unless it's for, you know, something special. But I put on some some sweatpants, the T-shirt, and he picked me up in his truck. And we literally drove to Columbus, got ice cream, and came back. And it was like a four-hour date. Um, <laughs> you need your lashes. Honey, men don't actually give a shit about our eyelashes. We do not. Thank you. Or makeup. Or makeup. It's for it's yeah, for you. Like, I would wear lashes if I was going out with you, Bean. Like, <laughs> no, I, I would put on a cute outfit to go out with Bean, and that would be what it would be for. Like, I want you to be like, oh, girl, where'd you get that shit? I made it. I'm a designer. Ah, like that's that's what I want. Like, it's not for y'all. Okay. I mean, I do dress up when I'm going out on a date, but because uh, I want, I know men are visual creatures, and I want to put forth my you know best impression, but. Well, thank you. You like it, and it is for you. Like you do, you do what makes you feel the most beautiful. But it was a dope date. We just talked and laughed and saw sights. We got out a couple weird stops along the along the road and picked up knickknacks and strange little butthole towns in Ohio. And it was just connected. Like I found out, like that my love language wasn't like gifts, and it was really hardcore quality time. And I like the spontaneity of it, where it was like. I don't, this isn't a fancy date. Like you don't need to put on cute clothes. Like I just want to be around you. Okay. And that was like a level of acceptance that I had. He got expect. rid of your, he got rid of your representative before you got a chance to show him her. Yeah. And my representative is only like a 1.1 version higher than me. Like I will put on deodorant. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, and maybe draws like maybe, maybe, maybe not. Depends on what the pants is doing. What my what my food was doing? Um, oh no, it's better without. Well, well, okay. You married? I'm not. So we're gonna agree to disagree on that one. But uh, no single no, man is gonna tell you to put on underwear. Put no, yeah, that's true. I thought you nope. know my food. That's true story. <laughs> that's true story. It's my protective. It's my cooter protector. That's what I call my food. My food. <laughs> um, <laughs> flavor. That's the head rest. That's the head rest. You know. Depends on like the position, more but that's a, a kind of... It's more of a genuine uh, experience. It, wasn't it was a, great. So, yeah. Um, may I ask, why didn't that go anywhere? Like, oh, or... He was still married. Damn. 
Like, goddamn. <laughs> I mean, is that really such a big deal? I mean, <laughs> I mean, a little marriage never stopped. But, no, I'm kidding. Well, you know? when his wife, when his wife uh, contacted me for a job, that made it weird. Oh, shit. Like, that's the funny part about 100 dates. That's why I need to put it in production and get it out of my brain. Is because, like, the dates would start off so married. <laughs> they do. They do. They do. Because they, they, we provide something that they aren't getting at home. But it's shitty if you don't. That's shitty in his first place. But just he didn't tell me. They were separated, but they weren't divorced completely. And when several oh, weeks later, oh, that's she different. messaged me like, yeah, he was on the way out. That, that's no, the best away from divorced. It wasn't. They had been separated for like a year. Um, but yeah, still, still dealing with each other, like still dealing with each other, and I'm like, that's messy, and I don't. She do was fucking somebody else too. Good point. A year that's not my business. Time, that's not my business. I'm not about to have nobody come to me as a woman. That is not. That is not how I live my life. <laughs> that is not how, how I live my life. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so okay. I did. I did want to ask you about um, your fashion designing. Yeah. Um, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Back, back up. I got back, one last back. question on that. Okay. You keep it short. But one thing you wish you would have known before you started along that process of that hundred dates. But one thing you wish you'd have known. People's opinions don't matter, and don't expect anything, but accept everything. I have to put it, those two together. I like it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. So appreciate it. Now, Absolutely. I would Great like to ask you about your, your fashion designing. Um, yeah. I see you like to incorporate a lot of uh, African garb into your designs. That's um, right up my alley. Yeah. Uh, can you yeah. kind of tell us about your, you know, your fashion designing journey? For sure. For sure. So I've been an upcycler. My mom taught me how to sew by hand when I was little, crochet, stuff like that. So like I'm hella domestic. Um, but I was oldest of four. And so I might get, I'm the oldest of everybody. So I, there was no real hand-me-downs. But sometimes I would get my mom's old clothes. And, you know, stuff that was popping in the 60s and 70s is cool now, but not like in the 80s and 90s. So I would like cut the sleeves off of something or glue like puffballs on it. And then I got teased, of course, because who's gluing puffballs to shit, you know? in the fifth grade <laughs> like it's weird my mom would do it too she would have like i would have matching puffball earrings she'd make a headband out of it she was a stay-at-home mom and she had me when she was 15 so my mother had limited resources just life experience so she was doing the best she could with her and my stepdad and so she was like no one can steal this because it's yours and if somebody else walks across the street with a puffball jacket you know that's your shit it's yours so i got real comfortable with looking like alicia and that was weird for other people. People, Some people love it. Some people are like, that's weird. You don't have the latest matching guest outfit. And I'm like, no, but you will never find one of these. Ever. Thanks. Unless you take it off my dead body. Because that's the only way you're getting it. So I got comfortable with just looking like me. And it saved me from falling into like a lot of fuck shit. As I grew. Because everybody was doing what, one thing. And I'd be like, mm, y'all are weird. I'm be over here being weird too. Like my friends were nerds. Like I wish Sunny was on this podcast. He would call me queen of the nerds in high school because all my friends were rejects and weirdos. Like I had girls like, you should be with us in cheerleading. I was like, my mom will kick my ass if that skirt's too short. I don't think so. 
yep. let's go read books and pretend to shoot each other with sticks. Like I was a weird ass kid, but I, I loved it there. Like it was like my savior. And as I got older, I would go to events and galas and I will always have trouble finding clothes that made me feel powerful. It was always like a cookie cutter or watered down version of what the next girl looked like. And I would go to parties or places and see women that looked in the exact same outfit that I had on. I'm like, that's a self-expression. Now I, I can't self-express if you can go to Sears behind me and pick up the smaller size or the bigger size. So I would start to experiment, you know, add sleeves to something, add ruffles, dye it different colors, um, take go to the thrift store, find stuff, buy stuff new, change it up, alter it to make it fit me. Cause I'm 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 top heavy and in middle, 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 and then bottom heavy. So I've got, you know, not a typical people make clothes for white women for the most part. Um Big and brand. now there's more brands for women of color, but back then it wasn't. So I started to make my own clothes and my coworkers would be like, Oh, where'd you get that? And I'm like, I made it and they wouldn't believe me. And I'm like, fuck you. But um I was at TJ Maxx and I had on this cute, it was like African print with a little leather pocket I made. And a woman came up behind me and she was like, where did you get that? And I was like, oh, I made it. And she bought it off my back. Like, oh, damn. They had bought little, was like, I will pay you right now to buy for that shirt. And I was like, okay. Okay, <laughs> girl, I'll be the dresser room. Give me one second, glad I got a t-shirt on under this. Like, and I made my first sale on a happenstance and I was like, okay, maybe I should take this a little bit more seriously. And from then, like, it was perfect timing. I quit my job of eight years and took my savings and opened up my business. And I love the idea. I, typically, if I would like, like African print stuff, it was only in dashikis or something that was like super traditionally African. Yeah. And I'm like, but well, how dope would it be just to have an African trench coat? African print trench coat. I'm representing my culture, my heritage. I did the the um, the African ancestry. Like I'm 83% Cameroon mixed with some weird East Coast stuff. Like my people were travelers. They like little, little Asian spice up and down the seaboards. But I wanted to represent like the the authentic, as authentic of me as I could possibly while still being super unique. So I don't make a lot of anything. So if I make something, I might make one or two. But the whole point is, when you go out, this is yours. This is a reflection of you. Yeah. And you're not going to bump into somebody with the same outfit on. Even if I make okay. something that's similar, I'll change it up so that it's not 100% the same. And that takes a lot from me because I don't have a manufacturer right now. I make the stuff myself. But I, I feel when somebody buys a custom piece for me, like I feel like when they, when they put it on, that's their face light up. And like even prom. like Prom is a crazy season for me. I only take two prom clients a year. And both of my girls were plus size women, like they're plus size young ladies. And they had references of things that they liked. And I was like, scrap all of that. How do you feel beautiful? What parts of your body do you want to accentuate? What parts of the body do you want to be more modest with? And just being able to have a conversation about something so personal. Clothes are personal. Like people yeah. make it seem this is anything, but you wouldn't wear that t-shirt and that hat backwards unless you felt powerful in it. Like you felt good about yourself in it. No, you wouldn't wear that. You want to fuck me now, just because we're on the podcast. But you, you somehow you, you, you feel represented by that shirt, and so Damn, that's fuck me, bitch. <laughs> exactly, all that energy, all that energy is in your outfit right now, and so right. like that's how you present to the world. And I and I wanted to give you know black and brown people more opportunity to represent you know themselves, even if it's not wearing something in African print. You know that you're buying this from a brown woman who's doing this not because she wants to make a buck, 
but because she's passionate about how we look and how we present to the world. Like wearing a, my biggest flex was wearing my, my own design to like an interview and wearing African print to an interview and being like, I'm done, I'm bomb. I'm bomb. You gonna cut the check or not? Like, yeah. so yeah. And I'm going to Paris this year. I got accepted to Paris Fashion Week. Oh, so, damn, really? Oh, round of applause. Yeah. Oh, oh. Congratulations. Congratulations. No, yeah. no, not that one. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> um, we developed a shirt. Um, and actually, I got the quote from Mufaro, which is funny. Um, but it's guns have more... Um, more rights. rights. Guns have more rights than women. And we developed it into a shirt. So yeah. it was, you know... But I, both I, will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and women will kill you faster. No, we we have the power to, to create life. It's just there shouldn't be so many restrictions about it. But that's a whole accountability conversation. We can do that on maybe episode sixty nine. <laughs> episode sixty nine is gonna be nothing but sex. So deal. It's it's, it's sixty nine. We can't we can't really do an episode sixty nine as much shit as we talk and not let it be about sex. True. Well, yeah, I've got a lot of interesting takes on that too. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm, I'm uh, I ain't gonna say it on here. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but, but no, yeah, my fashion stuff. I'm really, I'm really excited about it. I've gotten to dress people in some films. Um, some of my stuff has been featured on, on commercials and TV. So I'm just blessed to, to be able to people to pay attention to my stuff. I had a sold out show. My first solo fashion show was May seventh, and I sold it out completely. Had to add seats. Had to have security turn people away at the door. It was wild. That so, is lovely. Yeah. That's though. I like that you keep the stuff limited. That's one thing I've right. never liked about like mass produced shit. Like I think it's very everybody can get it. You know, every it's accessible to everybody. Like there's no you know individuality about right. it anymore. It's let's I get it. It's consumerism. You know, that's what you want. You want ideally, you know, limiting it is counterintuitive, but I just I think it's dope that you keep it limited. I think it means it means more that you care. And I'm sure you put your care and and uh hard work into everything because it's not like you know where it's going. You know it's not gonna end up on the floor in the back room <laughs> at Target or some shit. Right. You you know that the people appreciate what you create. Like you said, you don't have a manufacturer, it's not a bunch of Asians in a room doing it, it's you. Right. Um, I think and on top of that, appreciation. Even on top of that, like doing a fashion show with pieces that only where the collection is only maybe two or three pieces. That alone is an accomplishment because it's like the whole purpose of a fashion show is to show, okay, look at this piece. We made a thousand of these. Anybody yeah. can go by it. Like to be able to sell out a fashion show and people know when they come see Alicia, all these pieces are dope. 
but only one of us is gonna walk out with that dress. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? Only right. one of us is gonna get that. Like everybody in here can't get that. Like yeah. that alone is that that to me it's an elevated way higher. of thinking. Makes yeah. the value higher. Because it does. The, and I don't sell a lot, believe it or not. Like I don't sell a lot of things on my website. One, because because I source it eth- and I source it ethically. Like if I'm getting African pieces, I'm actually ordering it from an African manufacturer, like somebody that makes the, f- the garment, the fabric in Africa. I'm not buying it from a watered down website that just put African print on polyester. Like I'm actually yeah. going to the source. And so when my price point isn't like, and I have to compete with fast fashion, like no shade to like the fashion Novas and the Shein of the world. But to your point, that's mass produced. Anybody can get it. It's made overseas. We already have trade embargo issues happening from the U.S. and China. So as soon as they shut out all y'all's Friday night outfits is out the door. Y'all going to have to figure it out with a target fit. Um, mm-hmm. But my my stuff's more expensive because I am making it. And it's only one. Yeah. So my, and it should be. And that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the my price is the price. God damn it. Right. You know, right. He's going to ask for no handouts, no discounts and shit. I will you know, give a good discount to my mom. Drop the value. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Mom I agree. definitely deserves a discount. Not my mama. I'm gonna pay extra. Um, my models. I said my models. Oh, your models. <laughs> yeah, because models are often underpaid or not paid at all. So if you do a fashion yeah. for me, I give you a discount on your item, or I give it to you, you know, for free. So I do it with my brand ambassadors too. Yeah. yeah. I can love. It. I make men's stuff too. We definitely need some brand ambassadors. Okay. Definitely. I got That'll some for your, for your Hold on a second. Okay. There we go. Oh, I got my my bow ties and pocket squares with some African print. Hey. Okay, then. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like, I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Bro. Yeah, that's I'm getting into the men's. Up. I'm getting more into the men's stuff because y'all need to look good too. Facts. Yes. Yeah. Appreciate absolutely. Yeah. I need something for a nigga with a belly. Got you. I make I make close people with bodies. Hey. Whether you got muscles up top or your muscles is a little bit lower on your chest, it's fine. You make medium sized <laughs> t shirts. I do. Medium. Medium for, 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 for your guy down here. Yes. Extra medium if you want to look super swole. No, I don't need that. I just like it fitted, you know. I understand. You, you know, I don't like that baggy shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Are you working on anything? Um, are you working on any film right now? Like, I know you've written a couple things and yeah. starred in a couple things, starred in some things that you've written. Yeah, so. that was recently. Yeah, that was more recent. Coffee is done. Um, Coffee is in post-production now. And that's a story about two people um, kind of breaking up. You go through the life cycle of a relationship in a year. And um, myself and Christian Smith, shout out to Christian Smith. He's an amazing co-star. And Bernard Fields shot it, but yeah, it was my first time directing. So, really excited to get my first written and directed project out. That's finished. Um, I just shot a couple weeks ago, Consecrate with Chris Gordy, who it's like a thriller kind of horror. Um, it's more cerebral. You kind of got to pay attention to it before to realize like how creepy it actually is. Do that love work with indie artists. Uh, we wrapped Regina King's movie. Um, that was a little bit earlier this year. I was in Regina King's film. Uh, that was crazy to be on, hey. on that set. Um, and then, yeah, I've got some things later for this year. I am working on 
getting uh, 100 dates written as a feature. We had it written in so many different formats, but I'd rather just do it one and done. And instead of just telling my story too, it also tells a story of a parallel guy um, who's kind of going through dating as a, as a single father. So I want to tell both sides of the story in one in one setting. So that's- That'll be dope. That's in right that now. So yeah. Yeah. Well, right now, fashion, this is in my fashion year. I got nominated for Best Designer in Ohio. Um, I find Congratulations. out month. Thank you. Like it's it's coming up. Everything's coming up, Alicia. It's freaking me out a little bit. Um Man. I'm doing a show in Atlanta, the car and bikini show in Atlanta. Um you got some you're there, awesome. Come with bikini. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and some of the things I make are little, some things I make are not. So you'll get an eyeful. And I have models of all sizes. So if you like a little rain or if you like the thunder, I got something for everybody. Um, you got a monsoon up down there? I do have a monsoon. <laughs> I do have a monsoon walking on my set. And I'm like, now that I might have to change her name on my phone to monsoon because <laughs> I feel I feel watery when she walks. I'm like, God damn it. That's, that's a fine bitch right there. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. goddamn! We gotta wait to find out. We gotta wait to find out. Yeah, you have to see it. You have to see it. But yeah, it, it's those are what's going on this year. Yeah, Paris is in September, so that's taking up a lot of my, um, a lot of my, my, my mental space. But I don't turn down too many great projects. So if you, if you, I mean, else, Fashion Week in Paris is like that's like that's up it. there. So that's, that's like, it. it. So. It's not it. It's just it this year. I mean, not it, but you know, <laughs> I mean, no, not not like that's, that's like it for you. But it's no, like it's, you know, that's, that's like the Grammys of fashion, right? Exactly. It is. it is, and I'm low key terrified. Like this, that's the biggest platform I've had. I've done, and this is I've only been doing this for about five years. And my first fashion show that I was ever in was um, in 2020. I did one end of 21, and so mine is the one this year. So to go from doing my first show. This year to one fashion week this fall, like that for me is just wild. That's, That's wild. I I'm feel glad sick. we got you before you blew up and act like you don't know it. Right. We gotta watch you. Have you met me? You met me in person. You know I'm gonna be like, what you doing? Type shit. Y'all want me to talk? Y'all want me to talk some more on y'all thing? <laughs> oh yeah, we definitely gotta have you back after fashion week. That's yes, gonna definitely. be dope. I might have like a beret on. And like oh, a long cigarette. I definitely expect you to come back <laughs> speaking French. Not a chance. Right. Ooh, Not a chance. <laughs> English, English. I got that solid. I have a very large vocabulary in English. We gonna baby step it. We gonna. I can speak just enough <laughs> Spanish to get back. Like I can speak some some Spanish to get to and from. Um, my mom speaks Spanish, so I, I got a, I got some residual there. But mm -mm. French will say for twenty twenty three. I know English and I know nigga. That's, that's, that's all of us. That's all of us. I know so, just enough to get to the pony keg and back. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that, that's really that's all you need. That's, right. really all you need. That's, that's all you need. Really. I can roll a blunt. So I feel like as a black woman, I, 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 that's all I needed to do. That's universal. Yeah, that's that's a universal language. Roll a blunt. Like, and I and a backwood at that. Like I can roll, I can roll a swisher and a backwood. So I feel Ooh. like. Oh yeah, yeah, that's different. I never rolled like, a backwood before. I can roll the fuck out of swisher though. See, you ain't you ain't been frustrated with life until you rolled a backwood. Like that's like, <laughs> or natural leaf. We gotta cut it out, make it cute, and then oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I rolled natural leaf before. Yeah. Backwoods is damn near natural leaf. Oh okay. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. My black woman resume. You gotta get surgery with natural leaves. That's that that definitely goes on your black people resume. It goes on my black woman resume. Like I got some credentials. Rolling that, and then uh, what was it in two thousand or the 2010s, maybe the early 2000s? It was uh, Garcia Vegas. Mm-mm. Garcia Vegas was that leaf, and nobody could get that bitch as tight as it needed to be. Uh, that's, that's, we're gonna leave that where it was, we're gonna leave that back in history. Yeah, that, yeah, they can they can keep those. I wonder if they're still in business, they still make them. Oh, poor thing. Yeah, I still see them like in the stores. I don't never see nobody ordering them, but niggas is on backwoods right now. Mm-hmm. If you see a nigga with a swisher, he's been smoking since the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is smoking out of backwoods or, or a pen or, or the yeah, pen. them vapes. That's weird. I don't me. love it. I don't love it. But to each his own. Yeah, for sure. Um. I think uh, I, I think if, if the guys don't have anything else, I think I got one more question for you. So right. do I. So do okay. I. Okay. Uh, Everett, you want to do yours? Then I. Real simple question. I'm listening to you rattle off all of these fabulous accomplishments. I want to know about something that we all struggle with. And how do you, what does your time management look like? Because you do so much it seems like such a a small window of time like you have to balance so much but you said you're a planner so with doing all of this how do you kind of fit it all in do you do you get the sleep that you need do you get (laughs) everything done is some stuff neglected maybe in your personal life um are you have you feel like you really mastered your time management with everything that you got going on? That's a great question, Everett. Good kudos. You you out here with the good with the good juicy questions. Oh yeah, he's I know. Our resident, he's our resident interviewer. Right? I love I it. I love yeah. it. When you when y'all when you get your own radio show, just don't forget me, okay? Um forget you. <laughs> that's mellow oh. moves right there. I feel like that's such a high compliment. I just feel from like the energy you give. That's a high compliment, and I accept that. I receive that love. Thank you, Everett. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, things get neglected. I haven't mastered anything. Um, I'm still a work in progress. I've learned how to compartmentalize, and I've learned how to say no. Um, and I've also learned how to ask for help. Like, I have, uh, a, no, mind you, with, like, my fashion, I can only make my clothes. But that doesn't mean I can't have somebody, like, place an order for me, wrap something up to ship it out. Like, I leverage my kids. I'm like, I pay your mortgage. Go take this to the post office. Um, so I do leverage my team. Like I have a two beautiful women that help a lot behind the scenes. My sister's bomb at helping with okay. the fashion show. Like she bought a billboard for me. Like I, I receive, you know, I feel like I put out such good, pure energy that I'm getting it back I'm in time back. where I didn't even know I needed it. So I have an amazing group of people that, uh, that help me um, on a regular basis. And there are times where I've got a, but full focusing on work, me having a you know a high impact job that I do, sometimes I gotta say no. Like I can't go to every event. I'm not outside a lot. Like Thursday, I was outside, outside. They had me in nostalgia. Yeah, Burgers was working, and I was like, okay, I gotta go to work in the morning. Yeah, choices had to be made. IG story. Choices had to be made. So, oh, you saw my IG story? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. 
There was there was white boys falling out the ceiling. People were buying me drinks. I was like, I'm gonna go back inside. That's exactly what outside is like. It's a lot. So I can't do a lot of that because that takes up more time recovering. But I do like I think my personal life, like I that's part of the reason why I think I'm single right now is just I need someone if I'm going to commit and submit in a relationship, they have to be someone that can be a champion for me and can understand that I have my own thing and I will make time for them. But I will need I might not be available this week, but I still will make time for you. I might be a phone call or a FaceTime, but I might not physically be able to be around you and having someone that's super confident enough to know that doesn't mean I'm sucking and fucking. That means I'm actually like getting to the bag. Um, Like my kids, I have my priorities like I will stop. I will drop anything to make sure that they're taken care of and they're managed. Like my, my daughter had a, a, just a hard day at school and I was supposed to go to a conference and I had to give somebody else my ticket. I'm like, Hey, that would be valuable information. Catch me up tomorrow, but I've got to attend to my, my child. So I try to keep a balance on things that are going to, it's quality of the thing that I do versus the quantity of the thing that I do. So I think okay. that helps with time management because I would rather, sit and be here talking to y'all for two hours and you know gaining building relationships and having thought-provoking conversation than scrolling through facebook or so i, I just i've just gotten more particular with what i do with my time and so okay that's helped that's helped yeah and i say no a lot i say i was no gonna a lot. ask that is it hard for you to say no to certain things hell no it's not hard for okay. me <laughs> it's, it's, that's the, that's my love language is uh-uh like oh, she uh-uh. sounds like she doesn't have much of a choice but to say it's those. Uh-uh. I'm like, no, or you know what? That sounds like a great idea. Can't do it today. Or I would love to if you can reschedule it for two weeks out. Like I can plan out, but like, like spontaneity, that. I try to keep that alive in my life. Like I keep free time open. Like if I just want to go and do something, like I can. I don't feel locked into my schedule. I just know that if I'm spending time doing one thing, it's gonna take away from something else. I just have to decide what whether it is and if it's valuable or not. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right. So if you oh, wanted to go out, Everett, and have some drinks and talk to me, like I would be like, okay, Everett. For sure, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I just want to see if I can make Everett giggle a little bit, a little man giggle. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Girl, I'll sop you up with a biscuit. This nigga. Oh, um, so I appreciate your feedback. Point. We all need that. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Um, that was a good question, Everett. Um, and inadvertently, it, it kind of leads me to the question that I was going to ask. Um, being such a... Uh, one of the things that we've kind of learned over this last year and a half uh, on top of time management and valuing your time is the different struggles that you kind of have being a creative. Mm -hmm. Um, So with you wearing so many hats and being so many different people, um, whether it be in your nine to five, quote unquote, or, you know, when you're out there trying to just be Alicia, um, how do you feel that creative process or what, what struggles do you have being a creative? Yeah, it's a lot. It's because it's it's personal, right? Like creating isn't, you know, I can't I can't make you a car. Like that's very tactical, mechanical. Like creatives is is all like thought until you put your hand to it. So like I'll like I thought of 
movie ideas or you know short film ideas during this conference our talk today like i've got a little notepad so like i'm like you know what this will be a bomb ass uh scenario in a movie this will be a dope line i gotta give credit to them like i i'm constantly going and i feel like when you're a creative you can't turn it off so like you right. wake up out of your sleep and be like damn that's a dope topic for this podcast like write it down so i live like i've got so many notebooks that i live with and when I have, I call them ideation days. Like it might be a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning when the house is quiet and I'll go through my notebook and say, okay, what do I want to act on? What idea feels like it could be something I can make happen? Or I want to share this idea with somebody else to see if they can make something happen of it. So like, I'm, I'm constantly like sharing information, sharing ideas, like cycling it through myself, but that's exhausting at times. Cause I know that I can't do everything. Um, I want to get a hundred dates done in the next year, but I've got fashion right now. Fashion's taking priority, so I've got to put that on the back burner. But I don't want to lose the momentum of you know of of the time I spent and that energy I made. So it's a challenge trying to get it all done. But I know that if I continue to follow you know my passion, my thoughts, you know the creator, I will continue to get things done that I need to in the time that it's supposed to be. And I I, I try to take off unrealistic expectations off myself. So I don't use the word should like, well, I should do this. Like I don't use that because should is fake. It's made up. Like I will do, and I am doing, and that's good enough for me. So I try to remove any unrealistic, you know, extra pressure. Cause I'm a black person. So we already got that. Yeah. Um, I just try to be authentically me and do what makes me feel like I've accomplished something today. Like, all right, that's an idea for future. That's an idea for now. And continue to, so, to jot things down, put ideas where I can, just continue to create. Cause I feel like when I'm, when I stop doing that, that's when I'm ready to die. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I like that's that. a good question too. Bobby King Patty, you ain't got no, no questions for me. Like, <laughs> um, you are creative. What would you like to do that you haven't done yet? Or is, is there anything like that? Like, you say you're an actor's like, would you like to get into yeah. like singing, things like that? What would you like to do that you haven't yet? Oh, that's a good question too. I would love to do, like I've been on a stage plays. I would love to do like Broadway. Mm. I like New York like, Broadway or like? Gee, uh, I was I was set up for Evanston Broadway. Like, just wow. <laughs> Not Evanston. You know. <laughs> Shout out Dion rap. <laughs> Definitely shout out yes. to you. For sure. I don't know sure. you, but shout out to you too. I don't know you, sir, but thanks for watching. Um, but no, I would love to be, I would love to do Broadway. I love to dance. I love to sing. So incorporating all that in, in a play form, like, ah, that would be so dope. Um, I would also, this might sound crazy as hell. I would love to have like an album. Like, I would love to have a mixtape because I started off, my creative stuff started off really with like poetry. I used to do spoken word, and I okay. opened up for like Tony McPherson. Oh, what? Yeah, I've got some stuff on YouTube. Oh please shit! Please. You speak in our language. Oh what? Please don't, please don't look it up. <laughs> now, now we got to. Now we are. Man, we did. We did our poems in a minute, bro. Yeah, we no, haven't. We. I haven't. love it. Are you guys um, spoken word? You get it. No, but we no we we like we it. We, we, we played some on the podcast before. Okay. Yeah, like one of my favorites virtual. is um Black Chopper. I love Before Black we Chuck. went virtual and had to deal with YouTube's guidelines, this pod was fucking lit. Like, we do yeah. a lot more talking now than we yeah. ever have. 
Okay. Like we had we had a music segment where we would, you know, pick our favorite songs of the week or whatever. That evolved into um, what we called the evolution of the sample. Sample. Where we would find a song from like the 50s or 60s or something. Somebody sampled it and everybody knows the song now, but nobody knows where it came from. Um, So that that developed into that. Um, We had uh, a small slash black business uh, portion. Shout out out different black businesses that we were either attached to or not. We would have people call in and let people um, like advertise for their own business. Like let them describe their own stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we we, we, we did a lot. Black excellence, where we would take um people from Black history that you wouldn't know, uh people who weren't um shined a light upon because everybody know Malcolm, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. We was talking about people you didn't know, like uh, Robert Smalls. Um, yeah, we did one. Or didn't you do Massa Musa? Bobby? Yeah, yeah, but like, that's a cheat code. Everybody, I, I think every well, some people do, some people don't, but Massa Musa still to this day was the richest man in history yeah like the, the closest one was the rockefellers like john rockefeller i think it was he had 350 billion dollars mansa musa had 400. like he was he was still to this day the rich richest man in history mm-hmm. uh it, but that was a cheat code though he was a king yeah but yeah like we we had a lot of we had a lot of segments yeah that we spread out and um the one that we all kind of came together on and really enjoyed and that we got the most feedback on was our spoken word. So that was one that, so, you know, once we evolve again and we can all be back in the same space and we can figure out how to do the virtual and add all of our old stuff back in, like this will be real. Like this, this is even with us being a year and a half in, like we're still at the beginning because we went, we've already had like four different versions of this podcast. Yeah. Like and that's we started natural. out one way and we learned something. It was like, oh, let's incorporate this. Oh, that's well, we got off of that. Let's incorporate this. Yeah. So we've got so many talents between the three of us and our circle is widening as the days go on. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so where we're at now. Like we all kind of feel like, fuck the 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 sky is the fucking like that's not even a limit anymore for us. No. Like that's where it was space. when we started. It was like the sky's the limit. Like we can do whatever. Like the way that our circle is growing now, like we all believe that we have the potential to develop this into whatever the fuck we want to. Absolutely. And for a year and a half, you guys will still be going strong. Yeah. Still having good technology, I can see y'all, hear y'all clearly. Like I've been on a lot of little, you know, I've been a lot on a lot of uh, platforms, and this is super professional. You guys communicate, so shout out to all three of y'all for just putting together this dope platform and continuing to do a year and a half in. Because some people, you know, they fall flat or lose focus, and you committing yeah. a couple hours out of your day to make something that might impact somebody else. So that's that's super dope. Super yeah. proud of y'all. And the only thing that I brag on personally, I don't know if the guys do it, uh, but what I brag on personally is that this is episode 68. This is week 69. Mm. We have not missed a week in 68, 69 weeks. We missed one week. And it, one, it was because of technology. Something happened. All of networks went down, so we couldn't record that day. But we still met. 
So as far as all three of us, we have not missed seeing each other in 69 weeks. That's awesome. Y'all got better track record than Beyonce now. Yeah, like this, that's that's the one thing that I boast about personally when people ask me about the podcast is like we're yeah. going like we're sixty eight weeks straight. We have not taken a week off, right? So that that's the only thing that I really brag about outside of you know us being being able to even stick with it. Because stick with it is is good enough, but to be yeah. able to do it consistently is something that I kind of want to you know. Actually, we all got it. We've had this conversation. Like, we kind of want to pride ourselves yeah. on that. Is that we're consistent. You're going yeah. to see us every week. Every Wednesday, our, our, we have not missed a Wednesday except for that one week. We have not missed a Wednesday. That's when our audio drops. Okay. So, you know, video's live right now, obviously, and it'll live on on YouTube. But our audio drops every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, people hear us. So, that's awesome. I'm, I'm super happy to be a part of it. Yeah, as you should. Pat yourself on the back, fellas. I'll be trying. <laughs> Us. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, um, anybody else got any questions for the love? Talent acquisition. Talent acquisition. Social media making it easier or harder because everybody thinks that they have it. Okay, Maul. Ooh, so meaning, <laughs> <laughs> meaning like just the recruit recruiting part of it, like mm-hmm. oh, as far as like uh, like employer branding. Um, I'm sure you got to go through a whole lot of people, and I don't want to say vet them, but um, social media has made it more so you can put yourself out there a lot more. And the way it used to be, you had to go through different channels and gatekeepers. It's not like that anymore. You can kind of more so put yourself out. And with you being in charge of that or having a hand in it, at least, do you find like it's easier to find it or you got to like dig just a little bit deeper hmm. to see who really has it? Yeah, I'd say combination of both, really, because like one, your resume, I still go through traditional recruitment channels, like looking through LinkedIn, people apply to jobs that I have open, things like that. I don't use social media like to creep on people because that can get you into some legal challenges. Like if 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 I could find out that you know somebody's super pro black, this yeah, and yeah. this, yeah, then they're like, oh, I don't want to hire you because you're too radical. I can sue you now, and now I can pick you up top because you decided to choose something that was not work related to my job and chose me not to hire for it. So there's EEO is still a real strong, you know, a factor in in recruitment. But for me, like when I'm looking at people, I do look at how they present on LinkedIn. Like, are you sharing things that showcase you as uh, a thought leader or professional? It makes it a little bit harder because everybody, for sometimes it feels like everybody has something to say, Mm -hmm. but often it's not an original thought. They're just, you know, sharing or repeating things that they heard. So depending on the role, like if I'm looking at like a social media content writer or something like that, I'm looking at what are they saying that's authentic that I can't copy and paste and see 18 memes pop up on. Or, you know, if they're somebody in the finance industry, are they bringing ideas to the conversation when I ask them, so what are we doing wrong as a company? And they've taken time to like research that and go, actually, I noticed that XYZ wasn't on your website or I did some research and found out that you're not diversifying your portfolios, whatever the case may be. So for, for me, like I'm super passionate about getting the right people in the right space. So 
taking the time to vet people out in the traditional ways still is important, but also making sure they have, they're actually a person. And employers can't just say, we got a job, conform to all these things now. Like employers really have to cater to the employee. And for the first time in, in ages, companies are realizing, I will quit for less. I will yep. take less money and take You're my peace and my pride and be out this door. So now, like, even when I'm teaching, like when I'm having my DEI classes, right now the hot topic is that it's diversity, equity, inclusion, but belonging is that B. It's a, the people aren't talking about the B. I'm in this corporation and I don't see any black women of uh, in power. I don't see any black women leaders. So what does that tell me internally? That tells me that I will never make it to be a leader in this company. So companies are looking and saying, okay, shit. <laughs> We got fucked up. How can we promote our people and raise them up? Also, how can we understand that diversity is not a dirty word? Diversity doesn't mean black people only. It means let's remove any barriers that would prevent a certain class from getting to that next level. And if your culture is built to keep me out of the the tape off the table and out the door, then that's a problem. And companies are being able to you're able to see it now. Like, okay, if I'm looking at your job ad and it's only white people that are 70 on there, you're advertising to white 70 year olds saying, come work here. If I don't see uh, Keisha or Raheem in that job advertisement, I'm not gonna apply because you're not even looking, it's it's permeating through every portion. Are your are your job ads and your advertising on your website, are they multicultural? Are your, res, are your requirements for your job, do I have to have a bachelor degree? I have several degrees, but I don't need a degree to do this job. So why is that prohibiting me to being considered so companies are really having to look at really themselves holistically and say are we attracting the best talent or are we just trying to keep whatever whoever's in here in here so that's talent acquisition is a whole space like give me i can nerd out on some talent acquisition and some diversity equity inclusion like don't get me started i'm a wire gone too (laughs) like i love it but it's it's important because for so long we've been kept out of the conversation like and I've I've left companies because I felt like, hey, we aren't talking to HBCUs. Why aren't we talking to HBCUs? If we put three billion dollars into campus recruitment and not a dollar of that has dropped into an HBCU, and I say HBCU, and they go hibiscus corn umbrella. What's that? And it's like you know, like no, why aren't we talking? We we want you want diversity, or you just want to say you want diversity. So being able to hold people accountable in my current role and hold companies accountable on even unconscious bias. Like me going to an interview with my locks and being like, this does not change with my professionalism, you know, or if I wear my natural hair, you know, or if I just choose to wear, you know, an African print outfit, like you can no longer, you can no longer afford to not see me as a person. Right. So that part of talent acquisition is evolving and changing and it's so ripe right now. Like I just, I love that. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Okay. I love it. Whew. Yeah. I got, I got warm talking about that. Like, <laughs> God damn it! Give me my, give me good jobs. Good jobs for everybody. Oh, my God. oh shit! We definitely gotta have Alicia back. <laughs> that is a fact. That is a fact. Thank you guys. Oh, Had a great time. That was great. Um, 
yeah, I think I think we might have got everything at least for this uh, iteration. For this one, yeah, yeah, right. for this one, I think we might have got everything. Yeah, every gonna creep some more and uh, dig up some more of my skeletons for next time. Fine. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> that that's oh, what yeah. Everett does. Like <laughs> that's Everett's why this. Talking. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Well, you know, I. I I really like this part of it. You know, it's, I like talking to people, you know. Um, like I said, you're only the, really the second woman we've ever had on here. It's, um, so to get, you know, different perspective, feedback, experiences, you know, I value that a lot. And I think, uh, you know, it's, it's just a breath of fresh air and, you know, we don't get to do this often. Um, you and I have some of the same viewpoints, but as you said, you've lost friends and, you know, associates over the way that you think. So, um, and it, it takes balls to just say what you have to say, think it and put it out there. Who don't like it? Fuck it. Um, Fucking people. So, you know, uh, and also I know it's not easy being on a podcast with all this masculine energy that you held your own and we appreciate it. Definitely. I love it. I told y'all I'm single. I love masculine energy. Hey. Uh, you, you gonna have to come on an episode where we'd be a little bit more toxic. That was the fun. Oh, that's, that's fun too. Like everybody, right. everybody has a, is, has a, a toxic side. I just left mine. At, mine What's your toxic health. trait? <laughs> My toxic trait. I am furiously impatient. Uh, I am yeah. impatient I because like, if I can do it faster and better than you can, I will do that, and I will hold you accountable for letting me down. Okay. Okay. I'm with it. Right. You I'm niggas that's it. looking and googly eyeing and all that shit while y'all huh? looking at her, yeah, y'all know that she impatient. So remember that don't she moved fast. Weird. Don't make it weird, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I'm I think I, I have a I have a high tolerance. I have a I have a low tolerance for fuckery. So like I don't like people that tell me they're gonna do something and then. Like, don't tell me about it unless it's in progress. Like, I don't talk about anything that I'm doing. I just do it. Yeah. And you see it. And it's like, oh, you did that. Yep. Enjoy it. Got it done. So don't tell me. Like, if you're in my life and you're telling me, we, one day we got it. No, no, no. Is it is it booked? Did you send me a calendar invite? Like, do we need to talk about how much it costs? But don't, don't sell me dreams. I don't do that. I'm with it. Fair enough. Fair I might, enough. I might have to use that. Yeah. All right. So uh, this has been another episode. We got a lot of good information out of Alicia. Absolutely. Um, we realized that she oh, is um, she is a, a, a star in the Thank making. You. Even I didn't know that shit. So right. uh, she's going to be rich and famous here in a little bit. And uh, we have to have her back for sure. Please do. Um, again, thank you for joining the conversation. Uh, it was dope. Uh, I told the guys before, you know, our behind the scenes pre-production before, you know, we reached out to you. Um, you know, I told them, I was like, Hey, she's dope. <laughs> she's dope. She's a good personality. She'll blend. She can hold her own. Like, cause one of the, like, even the way ever said, uh, you know, you're the only second, you're only the second woman that, that we've had on the pod. Um, and that's not 
that's not even something that we shy away from, but the way that, you know, we kind of, the way that we get, especially like the next time you come, you'll probably see it. The way that we get when we just kicking shit and it's not the first time that all of us are beating you and we want to learn more about you when it's just like, hey, you're just here for an episode. You'll 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 see what I mean. But, you know, we just. We exude a lot of sometimes it's not even masculine energy. We just talk shit. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of people that just can't handle the way that we talk shit. So exactly. Yeah. We always, yeah, like, and it's not, it's not that we've shot away from inviting women. It's just always that back end of if we invite somebody and they just kind of shut down. Like at the end of the day, we still want to create content. So yeah, we kind of get selective. Like when we, when we bring men in, it's easy because men are very easy to adapt to whatever situation they're in. Oh, they talk shit like this. All right, fuck it. I'm going to just join in. We talking shit. Yeah. yeah, like you don't really get women that are that easily adjustable. So, um, shout out to my set, mom and dad. Yeah, so uh, you, you set the bar. You set the bar for all the women that'll come behind you. Awesome, ladies. This you is me the from bar. the past. You're going to do great. Take, unstick yourself. <laughs> Relax. It's okay. Trust yourself. You'll be fine. Yeah, just be you. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's hard for a lot of people. That's so hard for a is. lot of people. It is. It's not even their um, fault. They weren't allowed to be themselves. So now they're right. trying to figure it out. Uh, so again, thank you. Uh, before we do our taglines and our closing, um, is there, I mean, you've pretty much covered everything that's coming for you. Um, do you want to shout out any of your socials, your website, where people can find you, uh, any shows you might have coming up in the city or anywhere, really, because we're pretty, you know, we're pretty global. But. Everywhere. Yes. So thank you guys all for having me, Bobby Everett Brandon. I appreciate your time and your energy. Thanks for loving me the way you do. I love it. Okay. Uh, yes. com. If you want to buy stuff, uh, please buy stuff. Uh, just know it's not going to be any more after you buy it. Uh, if you're checking out on socials, it's Miss AD Lee on Instagram or me underscore by underscore Lee on Instagram. Um, and you'll see me next week at the Cuffed or Curved premiere. I had a lovely opportunity to be on that dating show. And then after that, just keep your eyes peeled for everything that I do because it's a party over here. For sure. Sure. Um, again, shout out Bufaro, um, Tose Visuals, Cuff the Curve premiere event next week. Check the event bright, check the link in damn near everybody's bio. Yeah. Um, we there, drip coffee, eight o'clock. Be there or watch us August 1st, part one. Uh, who want to go first? E, Bobby? Go ahead. Right. Um, anime and video games are life. Uh, shout out to my kings and queens out there. Keep striving to be excellent because y'all already are. Shout out to the fans, supporters, and the listeners. Anybody who gave a like, a share, follow, comment, all that. We love y'all because there's no us without y'all. Uh, there's no comfort in your growth zone. There's no growth in your comfort zone. So if it don't scare you, get out your comfort zone and grow. And uh, last but not least, you can make millions or you can make excuses. You can't do both. 
Facts. That is Say that. Say that. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. I'm working on it. Okay. I'm working on it. I'll buy, I'll buy three. Hey, <laughs> so I'm I got to shout out my Uncle Phil for that one. That wasn't even my own. That wasn't my own saying. I had to shout out my Uncle Phil. Facts. Hey, listen. Self-improvement is the key. I'll say it again. Self-improvement is the key. Always be trying to get to the best version of yourself. Those that say you can't or you won't are just afraid of the fact that you will. And lastly, you might want to wipe front to back. Facts. Alicia, do you have? That's a tag. That is cardinal law. <laughs> Who is out here wiping back the front? Hey, hey, mm, you never know. You'd be surprised. You might have to tell some people. Common sense ain't so common. Ooh, that just—I got these uh, fresh wipes in case. Total fresh body cooling cloths. I'm hey. gonna heat them up for uh, a sponsorship. No, uh, you you can. My my tagline will be you can. Uh, your kings and queens, especially the black people out there that are listening, the black and brown folks, uh, and you belong everywhere. You belong in every space, every conversation that you've earned. I'm with I like it. That. I like it. Um, so for me, of course, no one wants what no one wants. Um, when the facts change, I reserve the right to change my mind. Education is elevation. Uh, united we bargain, divided we settle. Focus on your account, not your edges. <sighs> and, as, <laughs> and, as, <laughs> and as always, every conversation that's normal is not a normal conversation. Um, for our Saturday people, thank y'all for joining us for another live episode. Um, y'all enjoy y'all weekend. Um, Cincinnati Music Fest is going on right now for anybody in the city. I know they they were showing out last night. I was Ubering. They were showing the fuck out last night. Um, asses was out. Titties was out. Uh, uncles was out. Uh, I was saw the Hoochie a, Daddies out? The Hoochie Daddies was out. I saw a gang of niggas that looked like the Isley Brothers. Um, <laughs> so everybody is out. Everybody is having a good time. It's, uh, I love seeing our city... Uh, be in our city. Every time we throw something that has Cincinnati in front of it, the shitty, the, the shitty, the yeah. city shows the fuck out. So I, I do appreciate seeing that. Um, I'm starting to get to the age to where I appreciate my city a little bit more than I used to. So, um, but yeah, enjoy your weekend. Uh, at the beginning of the week, as always, do something productive. It does not have to come of monetary gain, but do something to make your life a little bit easier. Um, oh, Demontre got a Demontre got a, a, a tagline for us. Plan your work, then work your plan. Okay, my father always like told me that. I like yep. that. That's a great That's one. A face to Mr. Ronnie. Plan your work, then work your plan. I like it, Demontre. That's a good one. Shout out to your pops. Um, for my Wednesday folks, y'all have a good Wednesday. Have a good hump day. Pump something if you fucking can. And we fucking out of here. We are out. <laughs> you ain't got to drop Alicia to keep us together afterwards. <laughs> we holler at y'all next weekend. Bye.